You know, like sparking up a huge blunt. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk today is October 12th, 2020. This is episode 254, and today, Soil and Scream. And for the second time today, I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gans. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, we try to love ourselves, and even harder, try to love our enemies. We are a bunch of Bereans here, Acts 17.11. You know what it is. Whoa, bro. You know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) okay well here we are we're back for those who are uh watching live this is our second try we we think we solved some problems but it turns out uh seems like all of southern california i think maybe just california is pulling some uh you know china uh internet slowdown uh operation on the whole state just the whole state we're trying to the whole state's been slowing down, but uh, we'll see. We we fiddled some knobs and pressed some buttons. We'll see if that helps. Um, but we're back, Gons. We did it. We made it another weekend. It's another Monday. Yes. And uh, if this all goes bad for you live viewers out there, make sure to go to canarycrynewstalk.com. And you can listen to it there or you can, uh, or I mean, I guess afterwards. You can listen to the clean audio version or go to your podcast listening device app, whatever it is, and look up Canary Cry News Talk and you'll find us there. And um, yeah, you'll get a much cleaner, up, uh, cleaner version of it instead of you know this choppy right. live nonsense. Yeah, much better uh, sound quality. And almost all every episode, the podcast version is posted the same day as the live show. So yes. you don't miss a thing. Um, but we're glad we're working here. I see, yeah, YouTube's back, Twitch is back. I think this is going to be good, Gons. I, th- I think we're going to be okay. Might work um, out. You're getting closer to adding another samurai baby to the uh, the roster over there, huh? Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Any updates? Uh, uh, other than wife you, in pain? Have dis- no. Have you decided to name it Uh-oh. Basil 2 yet? You cut out for a second. What did you say? I said, <laughs> have you decided uh, officially, did the wife agree to name your new child Basil II? The, oh, the Basil name? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I flew that by her and um, I was <laughs> met with a flying <laughs> fork coming at my head. So I had to dodge. Oh, like, weird. I like thought George she'd be Bush. okay with that. Yeah, she wasn't too stoked <laughs> about that one, but yeah. What are you <laughs> going to do? The shoe dodge. Yeah, the shoe dodge. George. <laughs> George Bush shoe dodge. Well, yeah. okay. Well, I, you know, you can't, uh, you can't blame me for trying. One of these days, somebody will name their cat or their child or something. Basil to the basiling. Um, <laughs> Gosh. Uh, but today is not that day. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Okay. Okay. Well, um, <sighs> 
Let's see here. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else to say. I'm trying to think if I have any updates. Oh, yeah, well, this is worth mentioning for the live viewers. Uh, like I mentioned, this was our second try at the live show. Uh, we had some trouble on the first go around, but it turned out to be uh, not the worst thing in the world. Apparently, I had gotten a call during the you know the four minutes that we are trying to do the show that first time right um and since we stopped the show and rebooted did some things i had a chance to call that person back and uh that was very important it was a very time sensitive thing and would have made uh, the day pretty bad for that person if i did not call them back so uh, it worked out okay in the maybe, end maybe it was god There's throttling our internet you know it's just, just so of, you can take care of your things over there that's right god in the machine um but speaking of that deus ex machina <laughs> you might as well hit the flippy update flippy update do you want fries with that that's right, folks. It's the Flippy Update. And if this is your first time listening to the show, Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. That's right. We uh, talk about these robot arms as a proxy conversation just to talk about how robotics and AI are taking over the world and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> And today, Gons, we're coming from dailymail.co.uk, so you know it's good. And the headline article reads, uh, Would you trust a robot with your colonoscopy? Uh. Scientists invent a mechanical arm that uses a probe and a magnet, in all caps, to check for colorectal cancer in, quote-unquote, less painful procedure. All right, so they're getting these flippies. Last week... Uh, we had uh, Flippy doing dental procedures going in one side. Now we're checking out what they can do on the other side here. The article reads, an AI-powered robotic arm can perform less painful colonoscopies to check for bowel cancer by using a magnet to externally steer a camera probe through the gut. The system, from a team led from Leeds, uh, could prove to be the first major update in decades to the procedure, which used some 100,000 times uh, each year in the UK. In a colonoscopy, a long, thin camera-ended probe is passed through the rectum and colon to hunt for and remove abnormalities and take tissue samples. The examination can be uncomfortable for the patient and requires highly skilled doctors to be performed, limiting the availability of the procedure. The artificially intelligent system, however, will aid less experienced doctors and nurses in safety, safely guiding the probe to precise locations within the colon. Patient trials using the system could begin as early as next year. Colonoscopy gives doctors a window into the world hidden deep, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we know what colonoscopies are. So uh, there you go. Long story short, Gons, Flippy is uh, <laughs> coming in from every door. Uh, luckily, this robot arm, as you can see in the picture here, doesn't actually uh, do the probing. Um, it's more of a robot arm with a giant magnet that hovers over your your torso and uses that magnet to steer a little probe on the inside. So uh, I think less painful is probably an accurate description. Um, 
uh, less humiliating might also be an accurate description. I don't know. Do you swallow the magnet or does it, does it go up the other way too? I don't know. I don't know. And to be honest, guns, I'm okay. Not knowing <laughs> that information. <laughs> I well, think I read just about as much of this as we need to get the picture. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting close to that age where this is, this whole thing is supposed to happen. I'm not looking. I was going to say, I was going to ask if you had uh, done this mandatory no. procedure yet. No, no, no. no. Okay. Not even close. An, but an, an emphatic no. Emphatic no. From Gonzo there. And not looking forward to uh, th- that doctor's appointment there. Hopefully they have, no. they have, uh, if, if I see the arm, I'll just go into, I'll have my uh, robot stun gun and I'll just shut it down quietly from my pocket. And I'll be like, <laughs> no not going to happen. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, there's some very interesting pictures. One of them is there are performing uh, Flippy and the doctor are performing the procedure on what looks to be like a dead pig in probably the most disturbing picture I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) So I'm just going to skip right past that. There you go, man. (laughs) Flippy is literally everywhere. Yeah, I don't know why Will Smith just popped up on my screen. Is he supposed to make me feel a bit better about this procedure? Will Smith? I don't know. Was that an ad or something? Probably, you got? yeah, yeah. Oh, probably, Will Smith yeah. pushing the robot magnet colonoscopy arm. <laughs> don't there worry, you go. guys. Well, there, there, that's it for the flippy update. I don't want to get any more uh, graphic than that. Yeah, we, we got issues. Okay, uh, some quick updates here. of the great war we have a couple 33 updates the first one was sent to us by some listeners and uh yes this was a big (laughs) one i saw this one all over the place yeah so this is the last trump virtual conference and in big letters a couple times 33 speakers the last (laughs) trump virtual (laughs) prophecy conference 33 of today's top bible prophecy teachers wow and wow guys yeah (laughs) on the list includes gary stearman jonathan khan bill salas la marzulli tom horn randall price bill coning billy crone and brent miller jr the only one i had never heard of is brent miller jr uh other than that Mm -hmm. um familiar names if you're you know if you'd yeah we've interviewed a lot of these people a lot of these people have been on canary cry radio yeah yeah a good handful of them so Uh, what's the deal are we in the illuminati now guns (laughs) is that what this is are they just having fun i mean we have fun with 33 yeah we we use it more to mock the illuminati dog whistle but uh i don't know it's it's weird because they're very proud of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is featured on all of the material in like big red lettering. Yeah. And the other part of it too, the last Trump virtual conference, making it sound kind of like a Trump conference. It's almost like its own version right. of NLP. You know, it's like, oh, this will get all the Trump supporters on there. And the first, right. <laughs> obviously they're referring to, uh, you know, the, the, the last, last trumpet. trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Is, which is uh, in the book of the revelation referring to some end time stuff, but looks like they're trying to make a very uh, specific connection to Trump and 33 speakers. 
Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm. Uh, I wonder who's actually behind the conference. Who organized it? Uh, the mm-hmm. coming rapture and the future of America. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I guess that it looks fairly pre-trib. I mean, based on the the individuals highlighted here. Although uh, I think Ellie Marzuli has called himself pan-trib. Uh, Tom. Yeah, I was going to say we should call up uh, Marzuli. See what he's. Yeah. See what the deal is. Yeah, Get the in scoop. Fact, in fact, I, I think. And I have I'm his offended number. they didn't. They didn't ask us to help, uh, you know, spread the word. Well, you know why that is. Because they know we're on to them. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think I, I was rounded up as uh, not cool enough to be part of the, the prophecy, you know, guru crew or something. Uh, yeah. When I talked about a couple different issues. And if Gary Stearman is on this list. He's a very, you know, highly regarded individual in, in, you know, the older circles there of prophecy talking. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think some of the topics I've discussed prophecy talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I know for a fact that there were some videos I published a few years ago that, that got me in quote unquote trouble with, uh, the likes of Gary Stearman. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. The, the quote I heard was what in the, what the heck is Gons doing? was the quote Ooh. from not not from Gary Stearman but someone associated there. What uh, was it what was it about? What'd you do? Uh the star of Renfam, you know, the 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 Jewish yeah. star, the the hexagram deception video. Yes. They didn't they didn't like that. They didn't because oh, they're so they're super Yeah, they're they're very pro Israel. You can't yeah. question anything about Israel Gonzo. I know I did it. You I'm sorry. That. I kicked one of the pillars of <laughs> Of uh, the the circuit, and they kicked me out, <laughs> yeah. along with a bunch of other people. Well, so you know, I I still respect all these men for what they do in terms of their research and you know preaching Christ in the unique ways that they do. But we don't always agree on all the details of the doctrine. And uh, but I do have some. I mean, it, it's got to be like a you know like a dog whistle of their own. Like yeah, let's do thirty three speakers. Yeah, it's a forty day conference yeah. which is pretty crazy i guess i mean i i guess in this new normal uh <laughs> you can just pull stuff like that off but i'm wondering yeah, how much it costs must be pre- pretty uh, I mean, it's already open well, october 1st through november 9th so they're having to give honorariums to 33 speakers so <laughs> so i'm sure <laughs> it wasn't true. cheap that's very true yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah. i forget about honorariums Probably ask a few of the <laughs> yeah because we don't I've, get very many of them. I know, yeah. I've given them though the conferences yeah. I've organized. I've handed out honorariums to some of these men on this list right here. Uh, yeah, okay, I've never so, actually gotten an honorarium. I don't think so. Really? I'm trying to think. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak because if I have gotten an honorarium, I don't want to. I. I don't, don't, don't want to besmirch it, but <laughs> I, I, I can't recall ever receiving one for any of my participation in I, things. I think the one conference that we did where you would have received it, it was uh-huh. uh, revoked for your, for your silly <laughs> antics. Oh, you're right. You're right. I can't remember if it was or not revoked. It was a long time ago. It but was a while anyways, ago. there you go. 33, uh, 33 alerts. Yeah, some emails the, to send very, people. <laughs> Very interesting. I wonder if they're getting any guff for this. Eh, probably not. They're going to get a bunch of Canary Cry listeners, you know, at <laughs> oh, the gosh. conference. Like, what's the deal with the 33 speakers? 
Yeah, don't know. make them mad at us, no, guys. Well, they're we, already, we need, they, they already these are us. our colleagues. Yeah, yeah. And and the other guy, Bill Koenig on this list, um, I, I had lunch with him one time and I and I, you know, took a picture with him. And mm-hmm. that that picture of you know, just having lunch with the man one time has uh put me on a list of like, look at Gons as a shill. He had lunch <laughs> with Bill Koenig, so yeah. That was also the yeah. luncheon where um the late he's passed away now uh kenton yeah. b shore senior told me that i i i want to be in hell because i don't i don't believe in pre-tribulation rapture so that was fun wow yeah yeah good times yeah <laughs> good, good you times. know we there was a time where we were and again i have a lot of respect for everybody doing this research and especially some of the i say this lovingly some of the old timers you know mm-hmm. um I I'm not I I do not uh, despise the fact that <laughs> most of them never took me seriously. That's actually <laughs> kind of a win in my book. Uh, where was I going with this? I, I don't forget. Know. But yeah, know. anyways, we're not in the club anymore. That's okay though. We got our own club. We got to make it our own club. Our own thirty-three virtue our, signaling. Our own thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-three is the number of completion of the great war. Uh, here's another 33 update that I thought was very interesting. I never heard of this company before. This is Yahoo Finance. 33 Finance and American mm. Express launched the first American Express prepaid card in Hong Kong. What? Now that Hong Kong is taken over by the communists. Uh, Hong Kong, October 12th, 33 Finance has partnered with American Express to launch the 33 Finance American Express prepaid card in Hong Kong. And, uh, yeah, da, 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 whatever, you know, yeah, the prepaid card. But I wanted to look up, what what is this 33 finance? So you go to 33 finance.com and everything's in Chinese. So let me see if I can pull it in English here. I think I try to do the the Google translate. Yeah. I think there's a little, there's a button here to turn it into English. So it sounds like some sort of bank or bank adjacent, you know, financial products company. You know, one of the things about the whole new world order system is that, and we've talked about this before, how it was much easier to establish the the foundations of it through a country like China uh, because right. of the fact that, you know, their whole system was sort of set up for like a scientific dictatorship anyway, uh, mm-hmm. you know, limiting the number of children and stuff like that. That's all new world order stuff. And because of the fact that there is an information uh blockade or like a just a, a filter that people receive you know in terms of mainstream information with mm-hmm. the propaganda machine over there uh, a lot less people uh would discover the signaling going on you know like the yeah. a lot of like the new world order freemasonic connections and and all that kind of stuff so uh it would make sense that you know a chinese driven company has all kinds of occult symbolism uh, not the least of which, and I know you've heard of this company, Basil, but there's a <laughs> there's a company over there called uh, oh there, here it is, uh, Babel, Babel Finance. Have you heard of Babel Finance? Oh, I think we've talked about no. it before. No, I don't remember Babel Finance. No. Oh, their their whole logo is like this tower. It's it's the Babel like the Tower of Babel Tower. Oh. And yeah, look at it. The wow. whole deal. It's, it's even kind of like a ziggurat. It's a ziggurat. Of, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. whole ziggurat. And, um, they, they're, they're sort of like a, I don't know, like an investment firm, but also like, a 
you know, people can give their money to them and they'll invest it into all kinds of different assets, including cryptocurrencies. And I think they were called out for doing some uh, financial hanky panky a couple weeks ago. That would be a right. big problem. But yeah, I mean, again, much more blatant over there. Uh, uh, Babel Finance works with a company called, I think it's called City of Zion. And uh, right. one of their big crypto com- uh, currency projects over there is called NEO. That's uh, yeah, created by City of Zion, which has connections yeah. to Babel. So, I mean, okay. It's kind yeah. of funny. I could see like Western based, uh, you know, Illuminati members like, oh, it looks like Hong Kong's trying. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They're being too blatant. It's <laughs> 33 funny. Are you serious? Guys, come on. You're supposed to do it like kind of secretly. Don't put the ziggurat on the. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Sure. Um, I'm sure that's exactly how the conversation went, but there you go. Those are a couple <laughs> of, a uh, couple of the 33 updates. Uh, Great. We, we always talk about the number 33 as a Illuminati dog whistle. So there you go. That's right. And uh, here's another quick update. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. Are you ready to become cyborg? We always try to find articles that you can share with your normie friends. If they question the idea of certain topics, for example, the new world order, this is sciencefocus.com. And this is uh, the home of BBC science focus magazine. And the headline here today's digital tech doesn't replace human interaction. And that will lead to innovation and subtitle the disrupt, uh, the disruption COVID-19 has brought to the internet will bring about a new world order. That will be that will be greater than anything ever invented before. (laughs) Oh wow! (laughs) Super amped about the new world order. Greater than anything (laughs) ever invented before. I mean, okay, all right, BBC Science. Um, The article was interesting. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it talked about this idea of in 1993 when AOL American online sent out CDs to every household in America. And that was when America started to jump online. Right. And this was called, I didn't know this. This was called the eternal September. Did you know this? No. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. So this was the beginning of what became known as the eternal September locked into online lore as the moment when everything changed. The elders were replaced by newbies, rules were bulldozed, and the old ways didn't matter anymore. It was the original disruption in the new technology and the internet that most people know now was born. So that was the eternal September. And now this article claims that COVID-19, particularly in April, uh, is the same type of disruption that we had in in 1993 with eternal September. And it says here, uh, less than five years after the eternal September turned the old internet on its head, we had new systems of search, Google, commerce, Amazon, and social networking, six degrees. Uh, the seeds for the dysfunctional internet we lived in pre-COVID were sown by newbies. The eternal April will bring disruptions that the rest of us can't imagine. And newbies will invent a new world order of their own. <laughs> That would be greater mm-hmm. than anything ever invented before. So there you go. Eternal April was the big turning point for the elite uh, to bring wow. about the next phase of the new world order. And that's according to their own words over there at sciencefocus.com. 
Uh, that the- sounds about right. Yeah. I think April is really when, you know, we got to spend the first few months of COVID like being like, oh my gosh, they're going to use this to da 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 da. And it's going to change things because they're going to grab this power and not let go. And then they're going to institute this and this. And then it only took a couple months for all of it to start happening. And we're like, oh, oh no. Oh, we're here. <laughs> okay, here right it is. Now. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Basil's true love asking there's no new world order jingle. I mean we played one. We have two of them. We had this one here that we played. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. It's Adam Curry there of no agenda. We also have this one from George Bush. A new world order can emerge. It was a uh, 1991, I think. So, yeah, I mean this is all part of the order. The order of things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is a great article to share with friends and family and be like, okay, if you didn't think that this, the, the internet, all of it is part of a disrupting the norm to create a new world order. Well, here you go. Here's uh, Alex Kratosky over at Science Focus writing for the home of BBC Science uh, mentioning just that. It's a new world order. Um, Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! We're here. We made it. Yay! <laughs> oh boy! All right. Here's a vaccine update. Vaccine. Vaccine. You know, I love it when uh, environmentalists and uh, anti-vaccine people can come together. This is WUSF.org. The coronavirus vaccine could kill half a million sharks. conservationists warn. Oh, yeah. I'll read some of this. The vaccine's going to kill all the sharks? Well, just uh, hold up. Okay. A conservation group is warning that the development of an effective coronavirus vaccine on a global scale could ravage shark populations worldwide as researchers race to produce a vaccine using an oil derived from sharks. Squalene or squalene? I think it's squalene. A compound that is harvested from the livers of sharks is a common moisturizing ingredient in cosmetics. Uh, It's also used in malaria and flu vaccines as an agent to boost the immune system's response. Shark Allies, a nonprofit that advocates for the protection of sharks, projects that some 500,000 sharks could be killed if a coronavirus vaccine with shark squalene proves to be effective. Already an estimated 2.7 million sharks are killed annually for their squalene to make cosmetics, according to the group. Quote, the problem is that squalene used as an ingredient in the COVID-19 vaccine will be seen as some uh, something that's unavoidable. And then as it becomes tested, it becomes the normal ingredient and nothing else will be tested. Shark Allies executive director Stephanie Brendel told NPR Weekly Edition Saturday. And it goes on with uh, some other things about the vaccine there, but main point. Wow, I'm glad the the uh, shark allies and uh, the anti-vax people can come together now and fight against this uh, new world order nonsense going on. Um, you know, just uh, they have a better method though. We're our thing is like you know a bunch of people going, it's the mark of the beast, uh, and then these guys are saying you're killing the sharks, and I, I feel like <laughs> I the killing the sharks is more effective for the normie. <laughs> Oh yeah. How do you, I, I, did, uh, that's great. I don't know anything about shark oil 
industries. <laughs> are, are there shark farms, do you think? Or do these all have know. to be wild-caught sharks? I, I have no idea. There must be some kind of black market shark trade. You know, I, I don't know. There, there's got to be. There's probably some, like, pirate out there that's got, like, a yeah. shark farm. So and, like pirate. You know, using some like uh, some crypto on the dark web to sell you some some shark liver. Michael A on YouTube says, "I guess the master witch said they need shark oil in the vax. Oh, it does seem go. kind of like a witch's <laughs> yeah, brew. Yeah. Oil yeah. of shark. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, interesting, interesting um, angle there. I wonder what but, it takes to get into the shark farming business." I, you know, I don't know. It's curiouser uh, and curiouser. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a good one. Four sharks, man. It sounds like, uh, yeah, either witches or like some kind of Chinese ingredient too. Like what's going to make this yeah, work? Yeah, Shark liver oil. Eastern medicine. You get some uh, rhino horn for your, your male vitality and some shark <laughs> oil for your COVID resistance. Exactly. Um, What was I going to say? Eh, I forget. Let's keep going. Okay. All right. Here we go. Pandemic special. <laughs> Pandemic special. Uh this is kind of a called it article. Called it. New high speed COVID nineteen test can detect the virus in just five minutes. Ooh. Yeah. And we, we've always known that CRISPR was going to be used as a, a you know, just a springboard for all kinds of COVID stuff. But here it says researchers have developed in, uh, it's um, in quotes, elegant new test that could tell if you have coronavirus in just five minutes. The diagnostic does not require expensive lab equipment, meaning it could potentially be rolled out for use in schools, workplaces, and doctors' offices. A team of American scientists led by Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Doudna, who won a share of the 2020 Nobel Prize in Chemistry this week, have come up with a way to detect the virus using CRISPR gene editing technology. The test is far Mm. faster than current diagnostics, which can take 24 hours or more to return a result. And experts say it's looking promising quote. It looks like they have a really rock solid test says Max Wilson, a molecular biologist at the university of California, Santa Barbara. He added, it's really quite elegant. (laughs) I don't know why it just sounds like this guy was paid to say some stuff or like he was, he had like a gun to his head or something. Uh, the new diagnostic works even more quickly than one developed in May. Also using CRISPR technology that was able to detect the virus in an hour. Uh, and then it gets into what CRISPR does. And, um, uh, basically, uh, when the binding happens, fluorescent particles are released. Lasers are then shown on the sample. And if the, if it lights up, it indicates the virus is present. And it's a, a similar, you know, amplifying RNA type of test that they got going. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I wonder what this, how it differs from some of the PCR testing uh, finagling that we've been reading about. Um, if this is also equally as, uh, I don't know, manipulatable. Is that a word? Manipulatable. It's a cool sound. Whatever. <laughs> if it's not Manip- a word, it was a cool thing to say. <laughs> Manipulatable, uh, uh, you know, type of data set. Yeah. There. But no, this is interesting. I don't actually know anything about 
this particular test. So this is going to take some further look. I mean, we know the PCR test works. We know the problems with using PCR tests and how it's been manipulated. Um, and I'm just, I'm curious. I don't know how this COVID thing, or I'm sorry, this CRISPR one works and we'll have to look more into it. It's crazy because but it's another one on the list of things to look into. Well, yeah, I'm, I was going to say the time to, uh, to get tested. It's, it was a, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks or something. Then it was like, oh, we can do it in an hour. And now it's five minutes and eventually it's going to reverse time. And it'll be like, we can tell the future. <laughs> we will know if, it, and especially with the you sewage test positive yesterday. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Yeah. You will test oh, positive tomorrow. Tests. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's actually not funny. That's probably no, true. That's, that's true the with the whole sewage test. surveillance thing that we've been yeah. talking about. Yeah, so combine all wow. that, and uh, we're 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 in a heap of new world order trouble. Uh, one That's more right. quick story. You got something else on that? No, no, not on that. No. Okay. Do your thing. I'll say one it after more this. More quick story here. Artificial intelligence. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo. This is a people zoo story. Uh, DailyStar.co.uk. AI will become Earth's dominant life form and keep humans quote like we keep plants oh no artificial oh, intelligence no. Yeah. ai will one day keep human beings around in the same way we keep plants a scientist has claimed james <laughs> lovelock the veteran environmentalist best known to the wider public for his influential gaia theory says mm -hmm. that while artificial intelligence will inevitably become the dominant form of life on earth, AIs will want to keep us around quote, like we keep, uh, like we keep plants in gardens and quote in his latest book, Nova, Nova scene, Nova scene, Nova. I think it's yeah. Nova scene. Uh, Lovelock predicts that the thinking machines of the future quote, will have designed and built themselves from the artificial intelligence systems we have already constructed, these self-replicating artificial intelligences will quickly evolve until they become, quote, thousands, then millions of times more intelligent than us, he added. Uh, nothing new in, on that front. So he, he says, basically watched The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that's kind he of what He just watched I'm The Matrix and then made it into a scientific paper. Yeah, but he said that nothing to be afraid of, pointing out that computers like humans are threatened by climate change. So, oh, <laughs> so, good. so keeping the planet habitable will be as important to them as it is to us. Quote, by mm. remarkable chance, it happens that the upper temperature of bo both organic and electronic life on the ocean planet Earth are almost identical and close to 50 degrees Celsius. The Novacine, Lovelock says, represents the next geologic age of the earth's history and then it goes into some other stuff there but yeah that's uh i think it's and it mentions elon of course um but yeah you know the reason why i we named the episode or at least i, I came up with the title here of uh soylent scream is because of course uh you know the the movie soylent green yeah yeah everyone knows about soylent green do you know what year soylent green was based in uh no, I do not know. 2022. Oh really? Yeah, that's here, hilarious. Here's the plot. In the year 2022, the cumulative effects of overpopulation, pollution, and some apparent climate catastrophe 
have caused severe worldwide shortages of food, water, and housing. There are 40 million people in New York City alone, and only the city's elite can afford spacious, spacious apartments, clean water, and natural food. And even then, at horrendously high prices, the homes of the elite usually include concubines who are referred to as furniture and serve the tenants as slaves. And of course, the big punchline at the end of the movie is that they're eating people. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I wanted to, man, it's weird because there is like a, 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 a flippening in terms of a biblical principle here. And I, and I refer back to Jeremiah two, uh, verse 21. And in Jeremiah two, it says, uh, yet I planted you, uh, well, let me do the, uh, let's do King James yet. I planted thee a noble vine. Holy, a right seed. How then art thou turned into the degenerate, degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? And it's just weird Ooh. how we, you know, the vine is in reference to Israel and like the lineage of Israel and, and all that kind of stuff. And just humanity in general, like God's chosen. And yeah. um, it's just a very strange analogy when you think about Soylent Green and how now this this guy over here is saying James Lovelock saying that hey humans are going to be like plants. It, it's got a weird twist to the whole idea that God sees us as vine, you know, and and yeah. you know, all the New Testament stuff with uh, you know uh, Jesus talking about the vine and being close to the 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 water and stuff like that. It's just uh, interesting how the concept of AI taking over uh, sparks similar thoughts as how God sees us humans. And yeah, uh, that, that it's is a very interesting, interesting parallel there. So the, uh, I also do want to point out when you were talking about Soylent Green happening in 2022 and, you know, you're talking about when you're describing it or you were reading the synopsis or whatever, I'm like, Oh wow, that sounds exactly like today. And then uh, you mentioned the people furniture. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, we still got a step to go. But Basil's true love in the chat uh, says Wayfair conspiracy oh, furniture. Oh, oh, that's why good the call, chat. Basil's true love. That's why the chat is here. They're here to connect dots where we overlook them. I and know this community nice. effort. In, instead of having live fact checkers, we have live dot connectors. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Our producers. I did want to mention to you, Gons, before mm -hmm. we move on, um, uh, you know, producership was quite low today um, until we started the show. Oh, I just really? happened to be checking the email after we started the show. And it looks like some people were reminded to come in and become producers uh, during the show. So I want to thank all of the brand new producers who. Uh, you know, jumped on the show and became producers during the show. And there's still room for more. But thank you to those. We'll be thanking you producers later on in the yeah, show. Thank you for that. Okay. We read, I uh, moved some things around, Gons, if you look into our uh, doc. Yes, I see it. And you, you can veto my moves if you want, or I'll just go for it. I think it makes sense. You I ready? think so too. I'm ready. The race wars. Race wars. The race war. I've warned you and warned you and warned you. The NSA style hybrid war. Psyops. 
called That's it. right, folks. Oh, thanks. I stepped on that one, but it's so true. We uh, reported on Friday. We brought you the story about the alleged uh, quote-unquote kidnapping uh, plot going on in Michigan of the Michigan governor. And, oh, we should have pulled the uh, – we should have pulled the – the clip guns just to prove it. But if you heard that show, you remember I uh, made a, I made an interesting connection live on the show. I, it had not occurred to me that uh, until that moment when we're reading about the Michigan kidnapping plot, it is, you know, they were trying to make it sound like it was white supremacists, but there were some little clues there, some mm-hmm. little clues. And I just sort of blurted out that it sounded more like Antifa than, you know, a, a, a constitutional militia. And then this came out, Gons, uh, yesterday, today. Yeah, yesterday. And uh, I first read it in Washington Post, but uh, we're going to take it from the Washington Examiner because it focuses in a little bit more on the the issue. And uh, here we go. It's titled, Man Accused of Hatching Plot to Kidnap Whitmer is BLM Supporter and Made Comments Critical of Police. Booyah. You were right. One of the men accused of... I know. I know, man. We it's the second thing we've been right about first sewage surveillance. And then secondly, you know, we might've been one of the first people to uh, uh, get suspicious that this sounded more like, you know, black lives matter rioters than it did um, a militia, but let's, let's read on. Let's see how we look here. One of the men accused of hatching a plot to abduct Michigan Governor Governor Gretchen Whitmer attended a Black Lives Matter rally this summer. Quote, one of the alleged plotters, 23-year-old Daniel Harris, attended a Black Lives Matter protest in June, telling the Oakland County Times he was upset the about the killing of George Floyd and police violence. Harris told the Oakland County Times that Floyd's death was a shame and made comments critical of law enforcement official. Quote, it is a shame of what happened with George Floyd and instances where law enforcement officers murder an unarmed man woman who isn't resisting arrest was complying with orders is wrong and need to be stopped. You look at photos and videos of news teams and protesters being beaten by riot police when they are there peacefully you see people losing their eyes because of an officer shoots them with a quote non-lethal round like pepper balls or rubber bullets he said at the time quote i've gone through that sort of training and i can promise you weapons like that can turn into a lethal round quote we went to the blm protest yesterday in lake orion to show our support that everyone's voice should be heard no matter the color of your skin protesting is important to me because it gives us all a voice to be heard he added harris is a former Marine who was living in his parents' home and working as a construction worker. He was arrested last week for uh, four and charged federally with conspiring to kidnap the Democratic governor ahead of election next month. He, quote, he served in the Marines from 18 to 22 years old and just got out a year ago in June. Harris's lawyer, Parker Douglas, told the media a total of six men have been charged federally in the plot. Seven additional men associated with the group Wolverine Watchmen were charged 
in state court for planning to storm the Michigan Capitol building and inciting a civil war. Whitmer accused President Trump of issuing a rallying cry that helped motivate the men to hatch the plot to kidnap her and overthrow the state's government. Quote, just last week, the president of the United States stood before the American people and refused to condemn white supremacists and hate groups like these two Michigan militia groups. Stand back and stand by, he told them. Stand back and stand by. Hate groups heard the president's words, not as a rebuke, but as a rallying cry, as a call to action, Whitmer said. Yes, because nothing shouts call to action like, don't take any action. (laughs) Continuing on, when the leaders speak, their words matter. They carry weight. When our leaders meet with, encourage, and fraternize with domestic terrorists, they legitimize their actions and and they are complicit, she said. Trump fired back that he does not quote, tolerate any extreme violence. Quote, Governor Whitmer of Michigan has done a terrible job. The president tweeted Thursday she locked down her state for everyone except her husband's boating activities. The federal government provided tremendous help to the great people of Michigan. Quote continues, my Justice Department and federal law enforcement announced today that they foiled a dangerous plot against the governor of Michigan. Rather than say thank you, she calls me a white supremacist. While Biden and Democrats refuse to condemn Antifa, anarchists, looters, and mobs that burned down Democrat-run cities, he continued, I do not tolerate any extreme violence, Trump said. Defending all Americans, even those who oppose and attack me, is what I will always do as your president, Governor Whitmer open up your state, open up your school, open up your churches. So there you go. There's a lot of, uh, now to be fair, I will be fair. They didn't quite say that this, uh, uh, Daniel Harris was an Antifa member, but remember when you were talking about the six week cycle, the FBI, uh, basically entrapment cycle. Um, the FBI had people infiltrate the group and attend meetings and things like that. Uh, they, they kept mentioning over and over and over that they were planning on using Molotov cocktails, which is a, a favored uh, weapon of Antifa and other rioting groups, uh, which was a little bit of a tip off. Of course, you look at the, uh, just to remind everybody, you look at the the mug shots of all these guys. It looks like a, <laughs> a deep fake AI uh, created their faces, but like they turned the redneck dial up a little bit more than uh, usual. But one of these guys does have the big, huge um, gauged earlobes. Mm-hmm. which is a little bit more of a signifier, I'd say, just a social cue of, you know, a liberal. It's more of like an Oregonian, you know, Seattleite <laughs> type of thing. You're trying um, to, to associate people the way they look with regions of the country? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I, am, uh, I am. I'm, uh, what is the word? Uh, uh, Discriminating. Yes, I'm, I guess, not discriminate, <laughs> profiling. profiling, I'm profiling, but that's what that mugshot lineup was. They were trying yeah. to profile all these white, you know, Midwest guys as being, uh, you know, obviously these guys are militiamen, but at least two of them, if you go to the original Washington uh, Post article, at least two of those guys were, were very, uh, emphatic black lives matter supporters 
and on their YouTube channels and stuff, they, you know, they would have anarchy flags hanging behind their heads and stuff like that. So this is not necessarily as cut and dry uh, white supremacist militia as originally it was reported. Yeah. And there's no way to know which one the informants were Uh, publicly. They could say like, Oh, you know, we have seven of them or eight of them were arrested or there's different numbers. And some people saying 11 of the 13 being convicted and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I saw somewhere five of the 13 were actually FBI informants. Yeah. I heard seven too. So I mean, who knows? That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of FBI informants. <laughs> I, it's like half the group. Half the Is group. It, how can you have half of the entire group as <laughs> FBI informants? I mean, my, it's almost like there was just a, a whole bunch of rogue FBI agents like trying to put together like this militia thing. And they're yeah. like, oh, shoot, we got caught. Uh, let's just call it a sting, you know, yeah. and, and flip it all around. And I'm seeing some reminders. I do want to be clear. Antifa isn't uh, properly Black Lives Matter. They're totally separate uh, things. And there is no uh, evidence that any of these guys were uh, properly Antifa um, at all. But because that is what I said. But uh, when I was trying to analyze the situation so just to be clear there's no evidence that they're actually antifa members but uh you know a bunch of them were going to black you know attending emphatically black lives matter protests how can they be white supremacists if they're you know protesting on behalf of black lives matter yep i mean this is part of the course yeah more more divide and conquer we got to keep that FBI funding rolling. It's also a good point. Yeah. Whitmer trying to, you know, make this a orange man, bad situation. It was the federal government that saved her. Like, right. Okay. <laughs> we get it. You don't like the orange man. It's okay to not like the orange man, but we don't need to be making stuff up. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? People make stuff. Nothing. Up. nothing. I will do nothing. <laughs> you will do nothing. I will do nothing in protest. All right, that's that's it. Just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Okay, uh, that I called it. That you called it. Wonderful. You're so uh, intelligent. You. Oh my gosh, are you listening, people? I've been waiting my whole <laughs> life to hear this from Gans. <laughs> yeah, although there's a little sarcasm flavor going on. Oh as well. come on! Oh come on! I know. Uh, all right, what's our next story? Our next story has to do with. The voter fraud situation sort of kind of flipped around and um, we have a jingle, a a producer sent jingle from David to uh, get us into the story. Uh, And so my question is very direct. Is voting by mail secure? (laughs) Real quick, I do want to mention Isaiah 4214 make a great point in the chat. When did the political affiliation of criminal criminals become so relevant? Anybody know who Dahmer voted for? <laughs> it's really it's 2020. Of course, everybody's political affiliation is relevant. He said sarcastically. Dahmer voted for Trump. Obviously <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in his, ma- his uh, little manifesto. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I support Trump. Like people didn't know what it yeah. meant until. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah, it's like, what? Why do you, do you she mean the guy is a from time Home Alone traveler. too? Yeah. <laughs> that was edited out 
on the yeah. the show. The, or the, was he? They edited was, him out. They edited him out when they rebroadcast Home Alone two in uh, on like CBS or NBC or something like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, of course, it was, it was a big deal. <laughs> People would complain. We don't understand the plot of the movie anymore. He took out the Trump scene. Uh, <laughs> you need the Trump scene. <laughs> this is OCRegister.com. My neck of the woods here. Unofficial ballot drop boxes popping up throughout the elections. Officials. Uh, oh, hold on. Unofficial. Hold you on. Said? Hold on. Hold on. I read the title. Uh-oh. Edited title. Unofficial ballot drop boxes popping up throughout the state. Worry elections officials. Yeah, this is a longer uh, title there. Um, okay, here's what it says. In a photo posted uh, to social media last week, a young man wearing a mask with Orange County congressional candidate Michelle Steele's name on it is holding a mail ballot and giving a thumbs up next to a box about the size of a file cabinet labeled official ballot drop-off box. The post from Jordan Ty, T-Y-G-H, or Tiff, Ty, a regional field director for the California Republican Party encouraged people to message him for, quote, convenient locations to drop their own ballots. The problem, what? excuse me, I got the burpees here. The problem is that uh, is the drop box in the photo is not official and it could be against the law. The California Secretary of State has received <laughs> in recent days about possible unauthorized ballot drop boxes in Fresno, Los Angeles, and Orange Counties. Uh, agency spokesman Sam Mahood uh, said Sunday evening. Reports place such boxes at local political party offices, candidate headquarters, and churches. Secretary of State Alex Padilla said his office is coordinating with local elections officials to look into the reports. Only county elections officials can oversee ballot drop boxes, choosing the number, location, hours of operation, and other details. County registrars are charged with making sure every box follows strict state guidelines for security including making sure they can't be tampered with and tracing the chain of custody of all ballots. Quote, operating unofficial ballot drop boxes, especially those misrepresented as official drop boxes, is not just misleading to voters, it's a violation of state law, Padilla said, with a felony conviction carrying a prison sentence of two to four years. Report, wow. uh, reports came out Saturday night about a metal box in front of Freedom Ways Baptist Church in Cassaic, that had a sign matching the one on the Orange County box. The church posted on social media that the box was, quote, approved and bought by the GOP. The post said, oh, sorry, brought by the GOP. Uh, The post said church officials don't have a key to the box and the GOP officials picks up the ballots. A pastor for the church didn't respond to the request for comment. On its website, the Fresno County Republican Party also shared a list of uh, secure ballot collection locations. None are officially county drop box sites, with the official GOP instead listing its own headquarters, multiple gun shops, and other local businesses. Nice. The state is still looking into the source or sources of the boxes, Mahood said. The California Republican Party did not respond to requests for comment about the boxes by deadline, uh, but they've been defending the practice in replies on Twitter alleging the process was made legal under the 2016 law that allows California voters to designate a person to return their ballot for them. The GOP calls the practice ballot harvesting, 
and blames it for losses to the Democrats in OC and other places in 2018. But state officials clarified that using an unauthorized vote by mailbox would not meet the requirements of the 2016 law. No designated, quote, person would be signing for the ballots as required by state law. Ty, who tweeted the Orange County Dropbox photo on Thursday, didn't respond to requests for comment. He is listed on Steele's campaign website as part of, quote, Veterans for Michelle Steele, a group supporting her election bid. Steele, a Republican supervisor in Orange County, is challenging Repper, uh, Re- Republican Harley Rauda. Representative. Representative Rauda, or Harley Rauda, a Democrat for the 48th District Congressional seat. The Democratic Party operative retweeted Ty's photo on Sunday, alleging the unofficial Dropbox was at Steele's campaign headquarters. Reached, uh, reached Sunday evening, Steele said she was out campaigning and was unaware of whether there were drop boxes at her campaign office. She said she'd check into it and call back, but could not be reached later Sunday night. Orange County Registrar of Voters Neil Kelly said Sunday that hundreds of people alerted him to the possible rogue drop box. Some had also sent the same message to the state attorney general and FBI, quote, what we did was started to look into it, notify the state and the secretary of state issued guidance this afternoon that it is illegal and you can't do that. Kelly said, uh, quote, it would be like me installing a mailbox out on the corner. The post office is the one that installs mailboxes. Kelly said he doesn't have many details, uh, such as where the box in the photo was located or who was responsible for it. He passed the information on to Padilla's office and to Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer. District Attorney uh, Spokeswoman Kimberly Ed said Spitzer's office is investigating, but she declined to say where or how many there were or who had placed them. Uh, And then, yeah, to find official stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. What do you think, Basil? I mean, I have a a couple theories on what might be going on here. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I have any theories, but... I do know that if there's unofficial drop boxes being set up, no matter who's setting them up, whether it's Democrat or GOP, that's just not the way. (laughs) It's like, what do you, what? You can't just do that. I'll set up a drop box. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. On one hand, I think. To put your dirty COVID money in. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think this could be, uh, in, as you said, uh, or as you sort of alluded to, it could be one or the other. Well, if it's a Republican group doing this, then they're not very smart. They're, you know, the Republican narrative being, hey, they're going to try to rig the election. So I'm taking it into my own hands and making sure the yeah. Republican votes go through that kind of thing. Right. Right. I can see that mindset. You know, right. if there's already sort of a mania about, especially in California, yes. you know, of Democrats tampering with mail-in ballots that you would just assume that this would be okay to do. Right. And then on the other end, if it was a Democrat posing as a Republican to do this, it would make, it would also make sense to try to make the Republicans look bad or look dumb or whatever it is. So, yeah, you know, it's one or the other, uh, or just a really, you know, someone that doesn't know what's going on, but you know, there was that part. And again, I don't know enough to really make a comment on whether or not this is, or isn't, uh, it seems like it doesn't make sense with the whole idea of, uh, that law, the 2016 law, um, uh, suggesting that, you know, there could be some, uh, like a designated person to collect 
the ballots there. But right. Somebody's got to sign for it. You right. Know, somebody needs to be responsible. You can't just like <laughs> dump them in a box and <laughs> just say they're legit. Which is why uh, it, within the context of a right left paradigm, it would, I think it would be more likely that this is some kind of like Democrat operation or just someone on that side trying to make it. Look We've bad. seen it before. Yeah. Trying to make it look bad for Republicans or like trying to dupe all the Republicans uh, in California, especially because in California, you know, they, they talk about the silent majority and all this kind of stuff. There's a, there's a lot of Republicans in California. I know it's a blue Especially state. Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I California mean, yeah, was you, flipped uh, a couple if, years ago. So if you're going to put your tinfoil hat on uh, and, oh yeah. So if you're going to put your tinfoil hat on, like you said, just to sort of reiterate what you said, uh, you can put these boxes out, claim that they're sponsored by the GOP, get all the Republicans to put their ballots in there because they you know they, they want think. them to be safe yeah. you don't want the democrats to tamper with them and then yeah collect all the republican ballots and throw them Burn in the them. river <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's it's that's definitely i mean there's no real evidence for that right now but that would be a uh a tinfoil hat theory to throw out there and yeah of course the other side would be uh republicans putting up a bunch of voting uh boxes or, or ballot receptacles just to see if how many democrat ballots they can gather up and then throw those ones in the river and pass either, on either, the yeah that or try to preserve the republican votes you know because right. if they're thinking that there's some kind of hanky panky going on you know take things into right. my own hands and but you if know, you're taking kind of it from the the left perspective you're assuming right. that they're dumping the the biden votes in the river sure um Another thing kind of related to this, I don't have an article with me right now. So actually somebody could probably fact check this for me. Uh, but I was just told by a left leaning person that uh, Amazon Prime Day, you know, Prime Day where you get a bunch of free shipping and a bunch of Amazon stuff is discounted. People mm -hmm. look forward to it all year, apparently. Um, got extended to not just Prime Day, but it's Prime Weeks. And those Ooh, weeks. weeks were lined up directly with mail-in ballot uh. Uh, period. With And the, the sort of uh, theory coming from the left was that, you know, Bezos... Uh, did this to clog up the mailing system and mess with the ballots because now this person thought it was because they wanted Trump to win because of course, uh, better tax you know, cuts for, uh, for rich people. <laughs> the allegation is that, you know, Republicans hate mail-in ballots and they want to destroy all mail-in ballots so they can win. Um, but the problem is Bezos and uh, has been very outwardly critical of Trump. I mean, they're not friends. Trump called Bezos in for monopoly hearings. Like <laughs> right. Bezos and Trump are not necessarily best friends. I don't know. Maybe they came to an agreement. Maybe they came to a deal where, uh, you know, no more monopoly hearings. If Bezos clogs up the mail system or something, I don't know. It was just something I, uh, uh, somebody was talking to me about. I have not verified that Prime Week thing. It wouldn't be hard to do, but there you go. Well, either way, it seems to be part of the chaos that they're uh, slowly uh, heating up as Election Day gets closer and closer. And um, yeah, especially around here. Uh, again, you know, uh, there's uh, Orange County used to be a, a red 
a red area. And then a couple months or a couple years ago, it flipped. And now when you have like local ballots, when I open my little, you know, I get in the mail, like a local ballot thing, uh, mm-hmm. you vote for a Democrat or a Democrat. So it's pretty awesome how that works out for <laughs> the Democrats. There's not even a Republican on the, the, the voting thing. It's like, oh, which Democrat should I vote for? So, so I don't vote, you know, it's kind of pointless. Classic. But yeah. Classic. Come um, on, Gons. You're morally wrong for not voting. So uh, I'm told. Yeah. I don't know. I'll put in my own name or something, you know, or like your name. I'll put Basil Rosewater. Oh, no, I'll put yeah. ba- Rosewater 2020 and, uh, <laughs> and, and then they'll come after you, you know, why, why did he get a vote? Oh, Either, you know, Trump will yeah. be there all mad, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Kamala, one of the two. I love that. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Trump will be there all mad, you know. <laughs> what? Why? Who is this? Somebody who is this mad. Rosewater? Go find out who this Rosewater is. Yeah, no, Trump will be stoked to get me she as would. a third party to come in and take some <laughs> votes away from whoever needs them taken away. That's what Kanye's for, haven't you heard? Oh, is Kanye gonna take away the votes from Kamala? That's the uh, that's the theory. Yeah, I keep saying Kamala. That, I know Biden's the one, you know, the the puppet running. No, the I think the you're there, right. <laughs> it's going to sure, be President sure Kamala. Kamala. If Nancy Pelosi, it sounds like we talked about it before, but if Nancy Pelosi gets her 25th Amendment thing, it could be used on Biden as well. You know, that's a good um, point in the chat. There it says, uh, or uh, Isaiah 42, Isaiah 42, 14, put Jesus, Jesus or Jesus of Nazareth on everything. What would happen if a bunch of Americans was like fed up with this whole thing? And they just put like, you know, Jesus. Put Jesus of Nazareth. It'd be show me the birth certificate. He's not born in America. He's a Middle Eastern man. <laughs> it's actually true. That would definitely happen. <laughs> Hold on. Somebody wrote me a long note. I'm trying to read real quick. He's not old enough. He's. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. He's 33. He's 33. <laughs> He's eternally 33. He's too young. You have to be 35. <laughs> oh, let's um, let's go to this next story <laughs> here. This, this is interesting. How yeah. did this get on the list? Let's see what it is. It's on the list because I put it there. The yeah, let's... Okie dokie, usnews.com, Facebook bans Holocaust denial distortion posts. Okay, let's see what we got here. Facebook is banning posts that deny or distort the Holocaust and will start directing people to authoritative sources if they search for information about the Nazi genocide. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced the new policy Monday, the latest attempt by the company to take action against conspiracy theories and misinformation ahead of the U.S. presidential election three weeks away. The decision comes amid a push by Holocaust survivors around the world who lent their voices to a campaign targeting Zuckerberg beginning this summer, urging him to take action to remove Holocaust denial posts from the social media. Uh oh, I've lost control. Sight. I'm going to assume that. Yeah, I'm going to assume it says site or something. Coordinated by the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany, the hashtag No Denying It campaign used Facebook itself to make the survivors' entreaties 
to Zuckerberg Heard, posting one video per day urging him to remove Holocaust-denying groups, pages, and posts as hate speech. The testimonials coincided with an advertising boycott by companies pushing Facebook into taking a stronger stance against various forms of hate speech and extremism around the world. Facebook said Monday that the new policy is, quote, supported by the well-documented rise in anti-Semitism globally and the alarming level of ignorance about the Holocaust, especially among young people. Surveys have shown some younger Americans believe the Holocaust was a myth or has been exaggerated. Tech companies began promising to take a firmer stand against accounts used to promote hate and violence after a 2017 rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, where a self-described white supremacist drove into a crowd of counter-protesters. Yet, Facebook and other companies have been slower to respond to posts that amplify false information, but don't pose an immediate threat of violence or other physical harm. Zuckerberg said in a blog post Monday that he believes the new policy strikes the right balance in drawing the lines between what is and isn't acceptable speech. Quote, I've struggled with the tension between standing for free expression and the harm caused by minimizing or denying the horror of the Holocaust, he wrote. My own thinking has evolved as I I've seen data showing an increase in anti-Semitic violence, as have our wider policies on hate speech. Zuckerberg's, Zuckerberg had raised the ire of the Claims Conference, based in New York, and others with comments in 2018 to the tech website Recode that posts denying the Nazi annihilation of 6 million Jewel, Jew, Jews <laughs> would not necessarily be removed. He said he did not think Holocaust deniers were intentionally getting it wrong, and that as long as posts were not calling for harm or violence, even offensive comment sh content should be protected. After an outcry, hold on one second, let me scroll. Oh yeah, we're almost done. After an outcry, Zuckerberg, who is Jewish himself, clarified that while he personally found Holocaust denial deeply offensive, he believed that the best way to fight offensive bad speech is with good speech. The Anti-Defamation League said it was relieved by Monday's shift, but criticized Facebook for taking nearly a decade after the New York-based group first began to publicly call on the company to curb Holocaust denial in 2011. The group Wow, they really stuck with that. Ten years it took them. Mm -hmm. The group tracked more anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. last year than at any time over the past four decades and has said it continues to find the Holocaust denial groups on Facebook, some hidden and most private. Quote, while Facebook has made numerous positive changes to its policies since that time, it stubbornly had held on to this outrageous platform policy, even in the face of undeniable threat of growing anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic violence around the world. The group CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, wrote in a blog post. The claims conference on Monday said it welcomed Zuckerberg's change a changed approach and the company's decision to take action after its campaign of survivor testimonials. Quote, it's a very important statement and it's a building block toward ensuring that this sort of anti-Semitism is not amplified, said Greg Schneider, the group's executive vice president. The group on Sunday posted its 75th video from a Holocaust survivor appealing directly to Zuckerberg. Fred Kurz, an American who was born in Austria in 1937, described losing both of his parents 
experiments in concentration camps. Zuckerberg never met directly with the group, but Schneider said he believes the voices of survivors and their moral authority made a difference. Mm. Quote, honestly, I'm a little surprised it took 75 days, but I'm glad it happened, he said. Facebook said Monday it would immediately begin removing Holocaust denial posts from Facebook and Instagram, which it owns. But it could take some time to train the company's technical systems and human moderators to enforce it on a global scale. Hmm, no mention of AI. Now we're calling them technical systems. Several other groups that had pushed for Facebook to take a strict line on Holocaust denial said Monday's move was an important step. Quote, Facebook is showing that it recognizes Holocaust denial for what it truly is, a form of anti-Semitism and therefore hate speech. Ronald Lauder, president of the World Jewish Congress, said in a prepared statement. Okay, so there you go. This seems like a follow-up to, weren't we talking about the polls that came out that just had ridiculously high numbers of young people who like had never heard of the Holocaust? Yeah, the whole, yes. Yeah, we did talk about that a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago. And so it's very interesting how, uh, to me, you know, Zuckerberg, somewhat had it right when he sort of before he was trying to say like hey the, these people aren't trying to harm if they're not trying to harm anybody you know but then he got pressured into like fully going going in you know full board taking down anything that uh, denies the holocaust and um it goes back to the whole idea of uh just more censorship because if you think about it you know the power to ban content they're mm-hmm. they're exercising that power because it threatens some kind of power, right? You wouldn't necessarily ban information that wouldn't be threatening. And, you know, you don't have to be a Holocaust denier, but maybe there's information that these a lot of Holocaust denier posts share that would question the uh, epistemological authority of of such historical events. And that's what they're trying to avoid. And as I talk about this, I'm noticing that uh, we're our stream is basically flipping back and forth from 100 kilobytes per second, which doesn't work, to 6,000 kilobytes per second, which is a good good stream. And now we're wow. offline, so I guess they don't like us talk, t- talking about this stuff. <laughs> we're just we're reading a story, man. Just oh, reading no, a story. We're, we're going. No, we're it's, back. We're back. Is it? It's I'm just, watching the Twitch right now. It just keeps saying it's offline on my end. Yeah, don't trust it, man. We're still going on Twitch over here. Okay, I'll believe you. Yeah, but why yeah, should actually, I? Does Facebook prove <laughs> that you're telling the truth? But well, what what's interesting about this, real quick, just mm-hmm. to just to th- throw something in there, um, the interesting thing about this is that formerly Facebook was taking the stance that if it's not violence or does not incite violence, then it would not take anything down. And that's where the fact check alert came from. Right. You know, they'll cover it up and say this information is probably false. Our our fact checkers uh, find uh, some of this or all of it to be incorrect. Um, and that's what they've been, you know, they've been blocking Trump's posts and, uh, that's the link the, to wiki the majority. <laughs> yeah. Where they're not necessarily taking it down. They're just flagging it. And that's sort of been, uh, Zuckerberg's way around this whole freedom of speech slash 
uh, or versus hate speech uh, conversation. Right. So it is interesting. This might be the first time that they've ever fully blocked information that does not necessarily um, promote violence. Right. In fact, it's strange because it's sort of the denial of violence. I, You know, I'm not really familiar with a whole lot of the Holocaust denial stuff. So I'm kind of. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I don't really know like what points to hit. I'm I'm not I'll, sure what that. I, I was surprised to hear that such large numbers of people had not heard about the Holocaust or whatever. Right. Um. So I don't know. I, I'm not even really sure what sort of angle to take on that. Well, if I'm not mistaken, some of the you know they the this is the media here. So when they say Holocaust deniers. It's a very mm-hmm. uh, broad brush they're they're painting there, because uh, again, I, I brought up the questioning some of the you know epistemological authority of certain historical events, because a lot of the Holocaust deniers, um, you know, they won't necessarily say that like there weren't concentration. I mean, some people do, but the mm-hmm. majority of them that I've seen would suggest that you know the six million number is a little high. They had propaganda before it ever happened that there's going to be 6 million, you know, there, there's, it's just more of that. Like, Oh, is more used for a propaganda, uh, to justify certain things or, right. or they'll even take it further and say, Hey, Hitler was actually trying to fight against the new world order. Oh and to yeah. Paint I him, have heard that to paint him the bad guy. They had to have a, a reason. And, uh, you know, the reason is that, yeah. uh, you know, they, they framed him or made him sound like a horrific dictator by putting together this whole, mm. uh, you know, Holocaust event wow. and that sort of thing. So, you know, it, those are some of the points that you would see. But again, um, I, it's one of those issues where if, if people weren't afraid, like what, what is wrong with people having like a, even if it's a distorted opinion about history, if, yeah, it, well, that's what Zuckerberg threat. was saying. You know, you I should know. fight it. You should fight it with good speech. You, you fight <laughs> good, bad stuff good, with good stuff. Good speech. I mean, I do want to. I do want to give some heads up. Uh, Elon Muskrat's smell. You smell so bad. Says I don't think Zuck is a practicing Jew. And uh, Larson Victoria said, "You mean not a practicing human?" <laughs> well, yeah, Zuckerberg good speech is an android. Yeah, uh, th- uh, you know, proven here. I am not capable of hatred. That's uh, directly quoted by Zuckerberg before he was Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg the, ro- yes. the robot. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that this is uh, it's it, that crackdown that's you know the the boiling uh, kettle slowly heating yeah. up. It's sort of that whole thing. And um, well, and if you wanna if you wanna consider the danger of Holocaust denying, besides anti-Semitism, which you know, I mean, I think the point makes the, the the point stands the anti the anti anti-Semitism point stance point stands. But uh, also, when you think about, you know, I mean, World War Two was this country's biggest war ever. I mean, it was like the biggest war in the history of human beings. Right. A lot and of if it is, you, yeah. if the denial of the Holocaust, you know, then makes the biggest war ever. Uh, t- kind of takes the stilts out from under it. Oh, kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, the the reason why we went into Vietnam. 
the Gulf of Tonkin okay. incident like that? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Or, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, de- not, I'm not going down this trap. Declassified, bro. <laughs> oh, no, I agree with you on the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. But, um, but that's what they're, you know, that's what they're trying to sure. avoid. The other thing that's weird is that they were tying this into the election, which I thought, or at least in this article. Weren't they? They were talking well, about the election. Of course it is. It, it all has to be tied in with the orange man bad thing. Yeah, I know, but it, it doesn't make any sense that the, you know, banning this info would not necessarily hurt Trump or help Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. It's just weird. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's one of those stories where we're just tracking the progress here of uh, Facebook. You know, there, there are people on social media also saying that, Hey, and this is a common argument you hear. They're a private company. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, people will say like, no, this is totalitarian on the part of Facebook. And people will say, well, they're a company. They're not the government. And of course, the argument back is like, you know, I think some of these tech companies have more power than the government in terms of influence, in terms of information, maybe not policy per se, but at least like culturally. Uh, I would say probably with policy as well. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a reason too. why these big tech companies don't pay any taxes. Well, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, but uh, and yeah, I guess more. I guess the the route to it is more of a cultural route than in, it is like a direct. Hey, we're going to make some laws as uh, the government, yeah. you know, would, are supposed well, to. Well, I think the I think the biggest thing with this story is that uh, it is the first big step in censorship of nonviolent information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Very nonviolent speech. Yeah, they, they the, the claim Again. that there was violence is wrong. You are a yeah. violent <laughs> protester. We will shut you down. Well, see that, and this is you. This is really difficult uh, conversation to have, especially live, because I mean, in no way do I want to say. Dang it, Zuckerberg! Let everybody put their Holocaust denial online, <laughs> you Nazi. <laughs> there's no way in, yeah. in, on earth I'm going to be saying that and you know like I said Holocaust denial info has almost nothing to do with uh, stuff I come in contact with um, but yeah you know, but it, so I would say yeah. safely the one big thing about this story is that it is the first big step into banning speech that is not inciting violence yeah and and there's nothing necessarily illegal about Holocaust denial type of posts, you know, but uh, not necessarily, know. not unless you're in Germany. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Holocaust, you're right. you will go to prison yeah. <laughs> in Germany yeah, for uh, right. Holocaust denial. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it reminds me of the, the very disciplined a, folk over there. Yeah. It reminds me of the Jim Gaffigan joke. Have you heard that joke about Germany? No. no, maybe it wasn't. Ger- no, it wasn't Jim Gaffigan. It was Norm Macdonald had a joke about how uh, he's not worried about North Korea or or the Middle East. He's more worried about Germany, on the account mm-hmm. that in World War <laughs> during World War One, Germany went to war against the world, and then they they lost, and then a few years later, you know, he they, Germany came back and went to war against the world again <laughs> and, and so you know, he's joking but also yeah 
That's a good job. Kind of a kind of a true statement, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Who, who knows what those guys, those crazy guys, were thinking over there? <laughs> um. But anyways, anything else on this, Gonzo? No, just wanted to touch base because uh, you know he's one of the four horsemen, and we, we got to keep an eye on the he's uh, horsemen of the technocalypse, uh, which we labeled right. Mark Zuckerberg to be one. So yeah. All right. Well, I say we take a short little break here. It's break time. Come on, take a break. Okie dokie, folks. We're just going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because after the break, we've got some Space Pope reptilian news. We've got uh, a What is this? <laughs> oh, a demon doll. Something about a demon doll. Wow, don't miss any of this. Um, a bunch of bunch of news after the break. So don't go anywhere. We just want to take a quick second to thank our new producers as well as, uh, as some new Twitch followers. Um, so, Gons. Yes. Are you ready to hear about our new favorite Twitch followers? Uh, yes. Okay, here we go. I think it's a pretty short list here and some repeats, so let's go through. Uh, first of all, we've got X, that blaze X. Looks familiar, okay. sounds familiar. Yeah, it does, and so does this one, Harry Legs Joe. <laughs> I think this list is messed up, man. They're messing with me. One Rising Storm One. Duke of Goat Hill. Brutal Dawn. Art to craft. And lastly, now bleed. <laughs> Thank you very much to <laughs> our new guys. Twitch followers. We recommend that everybody follow us on Twitch. Uh, you should, and if not Twitch, follow us on multiple platforms. It's uh, not uncommon for notifications to not go out on certain platforms. Cough, cough, YouTube, cough, cough. Um, so if you want to make sure to get the notifications and not miss an episode uh, one great place to do that is by following us on Twitch, turning on notifications. Uh, it's a good time, folks. So make sure to do that. Next, I want to thank some of our new producers. Ooh. Yeah. And for those who don't know, we are on the value for value model. That's right. That you, you might notice that we do not read any ads at the beginning, middle, or end of this show. And some people are uncomfortable with that. You know, the ads, they make them feel safe and they make them feel informed and that they can trust what their podcasters say because Swiffer Wetjet approves of this message. Not here, folks. This is the Wild West. We decided a while back that advertising really is an evil industry and uh, for a few reasons. Number one, um, you know, accepting advertising dollars then puts pressure on the content producers to be brand safe, which means you can't talk about things uh, because uh, it will misrepresent the brand. And we decided, you know, what? it's not our job to represent Swiffer or mm. Tide or anything like that. Yeah. It's our job to represent uh, our exploration of the truth, analysis of the news, etc., etc. So, uh, that's one reason. The other reason is, you know, advertising is all wrapped up with this big data nonsense and uh, incentivizes guys like Gons and I to consider you, dear listener, a commodity 
cattle to be packed up and shipped off uh, for our own personal gain. And that didn't feel right either. It's, it feels much better considering you, our listeners, to be, you know, human beings with consciousness and lives of your own. Uh, you're not just a, a, a commodity for Gons and I to trade away for uh, fiat currency. So... Instead, we work on the value for value model, which is we put out the show. We do it faux free. We do it consistently. And we like to think we do a pretty good job. And if you gain any value out of this show, whether it's entertainment or education or analysis or whatever, just some, just, I don't know, the art. A lot of people just come here for the art, Gons. I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, so whatever it is, if you gain any value out of this show and you want the show to continue, it is now up to you to put some value back into the system. And that can take many forms uh soon i'll read you a list of our new financial producers but there's also art jingles lots of content creation done by our producers and that's you that could be you so now remember this is the real world so if uh, much like uh, many entertainment industries if you help pay for a piece of media to be created you are a producer and that's not just a cute title you can put that on your linkedin put that on your resume whatever it is give them uh, our email we will vouch for you so there you go gons um are you ready to thank some of these producers ready to go that's gone speak for yes siri bob first of all i want to let you know about patreon.com slash ccnt it's one of the easiest ways to help out the show patreon.com slash ccnt for canary cry news talk and over there we have uh we had one producer come in before the show and that was producer the gilded gourd gilded gourd the gilded gourd thank you very much the gilded gourd um and during the show we had an upgraded producer uh who is producer jan thank you very much jan Jan. Jan. my goodness we're always very excited about people upgrading their producership it's hard enough to get people to become a producer even harder to get them to upgrade and jan you are constantly surprising us with your generosity by uh increasing your pledge to support the show so thank you producer jan and thank you producer the gilded gourd next i'm heading over to patreon.com slash canary cry radio that's patreon.com slash canary cry radio and uh, just again, for any new people, you are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Canary Cry Radio is our interview show that uh, we haven't put an episode out recently, but we don't worry, folks. We've got some uh, in the can that we're working on getting out for you. Um, and we have a new producer over there, and uh, that is producer Aiden. It's either producer Aiden or producer Aidan. Aidan, uh, Aiden. I think it's Aiden, but. Yeah, it could be Idon. Very, very uh, unique spelling. So, uh, apologies if one of those pronunciations is not correct. But thank you very much, producer Aiden, producer Idon. Um, now, lastly, if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. A lot of people don't like Patreon, and we respect your choices. We're all about freedom here. And uh, in that case, you can head over to CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. Canary Cry Radio. 
Canarycrime.com slash That's right. Canarycryradio.com slash support. Uh, we've got other options in uh, for ways to support the show. One of them is PayPal. You can come in, produce the show on a monthly basis through PayPal, or if commitment is not your thing, a one-time producership in any amount. And Gons, who do we have coming in on the PayPal? We have a good handful, especially coming in uh, last minute as we started the show. Yeah, the uh, last three there came in during the show. Yeah, so the first one is uh, <laughs> labeled Exodus, a.k.a. Bush Protector 75 plus 3318. Yes, okay. Or 108. So, yeah, 108. Yes. So last episode, uh, we had a question because we had a producer um, send in a, well, it was Bush Protector here, um, sent in a, a number, uh, 108, I think it was, it was $10 and yeah. 10, yeah, $10 and 80 cents, 108. And I was wondering what the significance of that number was. And they, they let us know, not by emailing us, but by changing the name on their paypal to reflect the math which is right. 75 which is the tax trump donation right uh in this case 750 seven dollars mm-hmm. fifty cents plus, plus 33 33 yeah which was three dollars and yes which uh, uh they did the math and came out to ten dollars and eight cent 80 cents i'm sorry yeah very um, good there we go. We got the math. We got we the figured math. It we out. got it. We did it. We figured it out. Uh, so thank you, Exodus, aka Bush Protector seventy five plus thirty three oh or one oh eight. You should see the way he wrote this. This is one long. <laughs> he got very creative. Yeah. He made it work, though. He got the message across. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like good a enough secret, for us to decipher. <laughs> it a, yeah, it was a secret cipher instead of just sending us an email. Yeah, yeah. Good good stuff. Good stuff. We like it. Um, also, thank you to producer Vicky. Thank you, producer Vicky. Coming in $33. And uh, Thank you very much. A few cents there. I don't know if there's any significance to the cent amount. Um, yes, nice. there is, but I will tell you after this next one. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, William, William, you, producer William. William coming in at, uh, the seven, the, the combination $75 and 33 cents. Yeah. 75 for the Trump tax donation and the 33 for the 33 producer. Yes. And, um, I, it took me a while to figure it out, but I, th- I think Vicky and William, uh, maybe they were communicating because Vicky's donation plus William's donation equals $100. Oh, exactly. interesting. Uh, yes. I also know that, uh, uh, it's not the two you mentioned there in combination, but uh, two of the producers that we've mentioned so far from all of the producer uh, financial supporters is mm-hmm. a couple. So I do know ah, that. That's yes. good to know. Yes. Okay. Secret stuff. Um, also, thank you to Brian, producer Brian. Thank, thank you. you very much, producer Brian. Your producership. And uh, we also have canarycryradio.com slash crypto. We don't have any new cryptocurrency gifts as of right now, which is okay. We understand it's new. It's different. It's uh, some people think it's the mark. I mean, we get it. It's not the mark folks, at least not yet. (laughs) Um, Also no knights or dames today. 
Another way you can help support the show with your producership is with your talent. And of course, uh, we ask for jingles, for music, and your art. And uh, first off, I'd like to play uh, a handful of jingles and uh, even a song that was sent in. We're going to start with producer Johnny Trappleseed. And you can find uh, <laughs> Johnny Trappleseed's collection of work over at soundcloud.com slash Johnny Trappleseed. Just a, to, uh, no, let me, may I translate for, uh, for the older folk from the young folk? Sure, it's, Obviously, yeah. this is play on Johnny Appleseed, but trap, trap. music yeah, trap is a music. type of uh, electronic music for those yeah. who uh, don't get the reference. Yes. And uh, yeah, again, that's soundcloud.com slash Johnny Trappleseed, J-O-N-N-Y-T-R-A-P-P-L-E-S-E-E-D. And um, so he first sent us, a, well, he sent us a, a, a song yeah. called Pharmakia, and there's an ISO from that song. Should we play the whole song now? Do you want to do the... It's pretty the, short, isn't it? It's a minute 20. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Let's okay. do it. There's a, there, or, there's or a good punchline. Let's do 30 seconds. Well, or there's no. a good punchline at the end, so okay. maybe we play let's the whole thing. It. Yeah, All we right. got a minute and 20 to spare. And this is a, yeah, <laughs> this might trigger some listeners, but we, we promise it's not an advocate uh, for you know, the things <laughs> that we mention. It is in context to the whole show here. So here we go. Pharmakia. Pharmakia by Johnny Trappleseed. Pharmakia. That's where I started. Light up a huge blunt. A joint. <laughs> Give everybody magic mushrooms. <laughs> Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. LSD. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Are you shot in the butt? Fluoride, <laughs> oxytocin, get a chemical hug. <laughs> uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, weird. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. Thank you very much, Johnny Trappleseed. And yes, that that included some very specific sound bites. Yes. (laughs) Smoke a huge blunt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mushrooms. Uh, we obviously talk a lot about pharmakia throughout certain episodes, but this uh, piece features Basil and Gans, as well as guest stars Dr. Michael S. Heiser and Hamish the Illusion Patterson. Please enjoy. We did enjoy Johnny Trappleseed. Thank you very much. And um, uh, what's great about it is we do have an ISO that we can use for pharmakia related stories. Okay. Perfect. Oh yeah, that's Perfect. good. What was the what was the robot crack? 
comment that you made. Do you I, remember that? I don't remember. It's probably some <laughs> flippy thing that yeah. uh, I was just riffing on. And then, yeah. Yeah. See, we got to be careful what we say here, Basil. It's, all, it's live. Know. You know? We, we can, joke that you could clip a lot of the stuff we say and make it sound bad. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, I sure. like the <laughs> I like the the clip of me saying sparking up a huge blunt. <laughs> I sound like such a dork. Like I've never <laughs> you know, like sparking up a huge blunt. <laughs> All right. So that was fantastic. Great work there, Johnny Trappleseed. We appreciate it, and uh, so there you go. That's that's one of uh, one way to really take content from our show and make content for our show. That's right. It's a cyclical thing. It's a big circle. All right. Next up, we have producer Andreas, who came uh, with a couple ISOs. Uh, All right, a, a couple good ones. I think these are uh, they're almost like. Uh, I don't know. We we need these for certain points of the conversation. Here's a, mm-hmm. a classic. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Game <laughs> over, man. Uh, do you remember what movie that was from? Nope. I'm trying to find the email because I think. Oh, you is it from it. the same movie as the other one? Uh, it's uh, Burn After Reading. Was it Burn After? Yeah, Reading? It was a, they're both. Yep. Is I don't know if they both were, but the next one is from Burn After Reading. Um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Where is the email? Aliens. It's from aliens. Uh, oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know that line is from, it's from an alien movie though, isn't it? Okay. I don't know. I don't recognize that one, but. Okay. I, I remember it from my youth hmm. game over. We used to say that on the playground, you know, game, game over, over man. man. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Bill Pax Paxton on aliens. In yes. aliens, there you go. You're Thank right. you, okay, Carolyn Nunez, and uh, also the Russians. The Russians, yeah. The Russians, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Burn After Reading. That yes. was a pretty funny movie. Coen yeah, Brothers good movie. Good the one. Russians. The Russians. Yeah. The Russians. That's kind of how I felt. I don't know if you remember this, Gons. I don't know if anybody remembers this at this t- at this point. But it was back in 2016. When they first started vilifying the Russians again, Mm -hmm. and it seemed, I mean, now it's obvious we do that all the time. We're kind of used to it. But back in 2015, 2016, when the the re-vilification of the Russians started up, that was kind of how I felt. It was like suddenly (laughs) like, oh, who are we, who don't we like now? The Russians? Yeah. The Russians. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're supposed to be all Cold War-y again? Okay, if you say so. Well, we're in the second Cold War, so of course we have to- Apparently. We have to talk about um, So that. thank you, Andrea, for um, those uh, Andreas. ISOs. Andreas? Yeah. Yes, thank, thank you, you, Andreas. Thank you, Andreas. Great producer. And uh, also we have uh, one more from producer Michael. And this is titled, Nothing to See Here. <laughs> that sounds like um, that scene from Naked Gun or one I think of the Naked so. Guns. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I I didn't. Nothing I didn't to see here. And the building's like exploding right. with people <laughs> flying around everywhere behind him. Go about your day. 
Right. That's sort of uh, the current situation of our country. Isn't it <laughs> yeah, interesting that's our how, every day now? Yeah. Interesting how movies basically wrote the script for our reality today. Oh, uh, we knew that. We though. knew it. We knew it. Okay. So thank you, uh, producer Michael, for that one. We appreciate it. Appreciate all of the jingles and ISOs and music. And I added uh, Pharmakia at the end of the show for the playlist. So look for that. And of course, we will not be complete with uh, thanking our producers without showing some art. One art, please. Yay. <laughs> and once again, we have uh, people in the chat just begging for art, guns. We're <laughs> finally there, folks. Uh, we did it. We made it. Uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, our prolific artist, Ali. She came in today with cat burglars. And oh, yay. She, uh, this is incredible, Basil. I mean, she takes, <laughs> I she takes moments of the show that are, you know, just like kind of a, uh, you know, mentioned in passing. And she'll just make an entire piece of art that includes cats <laughs> with it. It's incredible how she does <laughs> yes. this. Um, I, it, lo- it looks like we're dropping out here, which is really too bad. Yeah, I'm watching the Twitch stream, and it is, uh, yeah, it is hurting. But we'll wait a second before we get too deep. Um, but yes, so here we go. We've got uh, Ali's art up here. What did she call it? Cat burglars. I mentioned there was a story. I forget which story it was, but it had a, a picture of a few guys in the White House, very dramatic looking. And behind them was this epic painting of uh, Teddy Roosevelt riding a horse yeah. with a gold frame. And uh, I was trying to... Um, you know, I was trying to uh, recruit my Nicolas Cage uh, national treasure team to steal it from the White House. Right. And uh, Allie came through. The cats. The, why didn't I think about this? I got cat burglars ready to go. We've got uh, the, a great rendition of the painting. Oh, the painting. Uh, yeah, that's, what, that's what's <laughs> it incredible. It's like the whole the painting itself is almost or the, her drawing of the painting is better than the painting. I know. And then, uh, yes, and we've got uh, Monty. It looks like Monty 2 and Monty 3, maybe. They're up there on the banister and on this little table thing, and they are trying to figure out how to get this painting out of the White House without getting caught uh, by the orange man. And And, uh, (laughs) Monty 3 is there saying, how how do we move it? That's a good question, (laughs) kittens. You don't even have thumbs, but uh, if anybody could do it, the cat burglars can. Thank you very much, producer Ali Gasoline Bonds in the chat again, impressing us all. Impressive, impressive, and always a show reference. You got to listen to the show to get Ali's art. That's basic yes. fact. So thank you, producer and, Ali. And that's just how I like it too. And that's exactly how we like it, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's rewarding for the people that really do listen to the show. It just adds. Uh, you know, just more depth to everything we do. We do. Yes. Uh, and next of up, course, watch live. Yes. Uh, we have Yvonne coming up with another hand-drawn art here. This one's called Above Below Reverse. And the mm. idea here is, uh, you know, the, uh, the... Did you get the second email? Uh, was there another? I think this is the second one. Or is it different? Um, I, think, I think this is the... On, let me pull it up. We just want to make sure that we are uh correct with our artists stuff here looking for it looking for it cannot find it cannot find it um i think it 
the name got changed. Oh, is it good versus or one fight good versus evil? Or above below? Yes. Yes. Okay. One fight good versus evil. I please use this one fight good versus evil. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big goat demon looking fella. And oh yeah, good, good looking, uh, good looking, good <laughs> nasty looking uh, Baphomet. Yeah, Baphomet, and then uh, an angel with a sword uh, going up against him. So there you go. And yes, uh, it kind of reminds good. me of. Um, do you remember the NDE episode we did? The a what? Long time ago, the NDE. Oh, episode? the near near death experience episode. Yeah, we took someone's story and we, you know, made an audio drama of the story as it was being told and. It kind of reminded me of that, what you know, what the guy experienced. In yeah, his, uh, near totally. Death experience. He talked about seeing giant demons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and even an angelic figure sort of coming to to help and stuff like that. So yeah, it's sometimes I wonder if we should repost some of those episodes. Yeah, that's so NPR. I mean, that was that was a total. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we could at least post it on social so people can find it easy. That's true. We should do that actually. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, we All need right. to be doing more of that. So, thank you, Yvonne. It's a great art. Very once good, again. Yvonne. Thank you. Appreciate it. And next up, this is the one we uh, we owe from last episode. This is done by Mark, and uh, this is basically the Canary Cry uh, logo. And I'm going to mute the chat for a moment there on the screen. Uh, International Canary Cry News Talk, and uh, basically, it's the Canary Cry News Talk logo, except. All the flags of the nation, uh, super new world order, one world government ish. Except, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> this was regarding last episode or two episodes went ago when we had uh, man, the international Canary Cry News Talk crowd was showing up. Man, everybody right. was posting where they were from. They're all over the place. Yeah, and so uh, to reflect the the worldwide family of listeners. Uh, uh, Mark came up with uh, a logo with uh, that represents all the countries uh, out there via flags. Canary and, uh, Cry Newstock, your place for globalization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, oh, I like it. International good. Canary Cry Newstock. We truly are an international family now. We are. There's so many listeners from so many different places on this uh, pancake donut. <laughs> Hollow pan- pancake donut. Hollow pancake donut. That's right. Thank you very much, producer Mark. Thank you, producer Mark. Sorry Next it up. took a couple extra episodes to get it up. Yeah, I apologize for that. It just slipped through. There's a lot of art coming in, and it's, it's half my prep time is just prepping the art now. <laughs> yeah. The jingles. Worth uh, it. Definitely. Uh, this one's from 88. There's another one. Another great handwritten or hand-drawn uh, piece here. This piece is called, If Not Good News, Then Not Chinese News, I think. Something like that. Did I get that right? It's, um, it's not good news. It's not Chinese news. That's what I wrote. Hold on. It could be. It's, it's not it good news be. if it's not Chinese news. Okay, there you go. That's, yeah. Hold on. Right. I'm so trying I was right to pull it up again. <laughs> but it's basically uh, Basil. Um, if it's not good news, then it is not Chinese news. Yes. There we go. That's yeah. what it is. It's it's Basil in canary form, in cartoon canary form. <laughs> He's got his uh, his red, <laughs> communist red phone, his googly <laughs> eyes with his shifty eyes there. 
Got the communist. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I had to wait for the Twitch stream to catch up. <laughs> you haven't seen this one yet? <laughs> I hadn't seen this one. Oh, okay. Uh, you got the communist hat, uh, a cigarette falling out of his mouth, a Band-Aid on his nose. Uh, yeah, this is great. Wow, the, there's a rocket ship with a Chinese uh, flag on it, with a the moon with the Chinese flag. We got some drones. Yeah, the, a bat. The, we got the Corona bat up there. Well, the moon the moon has the CCP flag. It's not exactly yes. a Chinese flag, but you know, same okay, thing. I guess. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, some drones, some some bat, or some bat, a bat that's it's uh, the bat, the bat that says cough cough. Get it, you know, the Ronas. And then my little uh, speech bubble says, hello? Yes, this is Chinese news. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, this one is great. Good job, 88. Yeah, this is uh, this is really, it represents the jingle, the Chinese <laughs> news jingle in art form. It's quite remarkable. <laughs> it really is. It captures the spirit of the Chinese news jingle. And I've got my giant uh, googly eyes, although they are uh, they are a little bit more humanized and my pupils are facing different directions, so you know it's <laughs> legit. Yeah, let me see if I have the Chinese news jingle. I made a few of them and I don't remember which one we went with. Uh <laughs> what's what's well, they're too long. Some of these are too long, which means they're not the right ones. Let me see here. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it with I one of them. I just love looking at it, man. Welcome to Chinese <laughs> Wow, man! Yeah. And we're allowed to make fun of them. I love showing these off. Yeah, all the art. Great. I love showing off all the art. A good job, eighty-eight. Thank you for that. And I believe we have one more from Incarnate Unlimited. Oh, and, yeah. And it's always impressive uh, to see his hand work there. This is a picture that is drawn of Basil. Like a I know, real this life. Is my, this, this is, is real my life. week, man. I know. It's all about Basil this week. <laughs> I like uh, it. <laughs> and it's a hand drawn of Basil, uh, his uh, hand this over my, the mouth. This is my Twitter profile picture, which is my current currently the most accurate uh picture of me and it's me with my headset on and uh, got my hand over my mouth there for all sorts of metaphorical reasons um and yeah incarnate unlimited as usual very talented i've seen him in the chat or them i'm actually not sure if it's a man or a woman it's a he. um but uh i've seen them in the chat talking about how they <laughs> And I don't want to misrepresent. So if I'm misrepresenting, please excuse me. Uh, but, but they kind of have talked about how they they don't like really drawing much anymore. Um, but whenever they do, it's amazing. They did your portrait, uh, which was fantastic. And now I'm so happy to have my own very, my very own uh, incarnate unlimited portrait. So He's in thank the chat. you very much. He's in the chat. He says, respecting your anonymity. So. There I appreciate go. that incarnate. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, very good. Very talented. Very nice. And a great rendition of my Twitter, uh, my Twitter profile pic. Yeah. Good job. Incarnate unlimited. Who was also, uh, he, he sang during, uh, something I watched when I was a kid, Metallica, uh, oh, live yeah. on MTV. Yeah. He, he, mm -hmm. he mm, creeping death. He's a cool guy. Looked cool good, guy. Man. Sounded great. All right. High five to James Hetfield. I'm jealous. 
<laughs> all right. That's all the artwork for today. Thank you, all the producers, um, with your time, talent, or treasure. I like that. I like that. You know, it's a straight rip from Adam Curry, but hey, it makes sense. <laughs> time, treasure, and, and talent. And that really is uh, the value for value model on full display here. I know it's a little bit of a longer break, but we have uh, more producers coming in with great, great stuff. And, um, and so, yeah, we appreciate it. And thank you so much to all the producers out there. That's right. And remember, you can be a producer for next uh, episode, which will be on Wednesday, the 14th, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I want to make sure to thank uh, producer That Night Wind for the timestamps. Uh, they are responsible for... Do you know that night wind? Is it a man or a woman? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Know. They, that night wind. Thank you very much for uh, giving us those timestamps for all you YouTube viewers. You can use the timestamps to navigate the episode after the live stream. Uh, so you don't have to listen to all the nonsense. You can jump back and forth from topic to topic. It's, it's topic based. Um, so if you hear something on the show and you want to remember how to get to it, uh, check the YouTube video that is posted after the live show um and you can jump around and share those time codes with your friends um anything else guns uh, just a quick mention of canary cry merch perch dot com uh, yes yes we need Dust. to we need to get some more of this art up there on yeah. the merch perch yeah there's a lot of um, content but Yes, the Canary Cry merch perch from producer Dust put it together. Everything is sold at cost, um, but then you'll have options to tip either uh, Gons and I or the artist or the webmaster. And I highly recommend, remember, you're getting the items at cost. So if you don't tip anybody, that's okay. Um, but I would highly recommend uh, doing that because there are costs associated with uh, running the website and stuff. Um, that producer dust has uh, so graciously taken on. So help him pay for it. Um, and then also artists and uh, us can uh, get a cut too. That's all on canary cry, merch, perch.com. Make sure to go there. All and right. remember to become a uh, producer, like I said, for next show on Wednesday, the, what did I say? The 14th. Um, and you can do that at patreon.com slash CCNT or canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. I think it's time to wake on up, guns. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. That's wake right. up. So wake on up. Analogical. Analogical. <laughs> Analogical. Um, what do you think? You want me to take this one here? We'll start yeah, us off. Do it. It's a kind of a creepy story. A couple of creepy stories, but uh, oh, great! Sure. Now I see why you want me to read this yeah, one. Yeah, read, okay. read it. Read it. Space Pope Reptilian. Oh gosh, the arch. Okay, uh, the, uh, mature content warning for young listeners. I'll give uh, I'll give parents a moment to uh, demand earmuffs if that is what must be demanded. But you have been disclaimed. This is from Insider.com. The Archbishop of New Orleans orders a church altar to be burned after a pastor was caught in a demonic sexual act. Burn it all. Whoa. 
This is interesting. Okay, so we're talking about archbishop. I'm assuming this is Catholic, but then it mentions pastor, which is not a Catholic term. But let's uh, see what the article has to say. A Louisiana pastor caught filming himself in a sexual act with two women on a church altar has been denounced by the New Orleans archbishop who called his actions demonic. Archbishop Gregory Amon said on Friday that he has ordered the altar to be removed and burned and that the pastor, Travis Clark, whoa, dropping names, will never again <laughs> serve in Catholic ministry. Amon called Clark's actions deplorable and demonic in a video statement published by the Archdiocese on Friday. Quote, I am infuriated by his actions. No kidding. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. I will consecrate a new altar tomorrow, Amon said, according to Catholic news agency CNA. Clark was arrested on September 30th, along with the two dominatrices. Oh, okay. The plot thickens. Clark was arrested on September 30th, along with the two dominatrices uh, in Saints Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River. The three were discovered by a passerby who saw that the church lights were on later than usual. The altar had been fitted with stage lighting and several cameras, according to local reports. Wow, they really put a lot of a lot of production into this. Along with the two women, Clark was charged with public obscenity, a felony in Louisiana that carries a sentence as high as three years in prison. He has been removed from the ministry. Lady V, one of the two dominatrices involved in the act, dominatrices, I guess that's the plural of dominatrix, huh. uh, wrote in a statement posted on Twitter on Saturday that all parties involved in the act were consenting adults. Quote, I understand that people may be upset by this situation, but that does not make this conduct illegal or criminal in any way. I would implore anyone seeking to pass judgment or direct their energy elsewhere, she wrote adding that this is regrettable that she is being presented to the world as a criminal. Clark was ordained in 2013 and became the pastor of St. Peter and Paul Church in 2019. Oh, he's only had the job for a year. Oh, no. Last month, a former priest in the same church, Pat Whittigny, reportedly told Archbishop Amond that he had sent inappropriate texts to a local high school student where he had been chaplain, according to a NOLA.com report. Oof, this church is having problems, man. Quote, What has happened concerning Pat Whittingly and Travis Clark is unacceptable. It's sin and it cannot be tolerated. Amon said in a video statement, Quote, Let me be clear. Both were removed from the ministry immediately and will never serve again in Catholic ministry. Whoo! Hallelujah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this is one of those... Uh, it's it's disturbing on one end but also you know this type of thing happens uh well maybe not to this explicit sense here uh but it's one of those things where it's it's happened to churches more than you'd think i think maybe yeah. not the explicit act here but uh, this type of uh you know pastors and stuff finding themselves in a situation that's less than than uh appropriate if you will oh you're certainly 
putting it kindly. Uh, yeah. um, I'm getting a message from the chat crystal on YouTube. Pastor means he's in charge of that church. I, I was unaware that Catholics had a p- pastor position. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you're referring to crystal, but I guess uh, they do. Yeah. I was looking at the hierarchy of the Catholic church just to sort of see, you know, what level some of these people are at. Yeah. And according to this chart here, it's like a pyramid shape here. Uh, the oh, Pope, fancy <laughs> that. Yeah, the Pope is at the top, then cardinals, then archbishops, then bishops, then priests, then deacons, then the laity. And I mm. don't see pastor on there, hmm. but uh, maybe that's you know depending on. Yeah, and the reason I bring it into question is because it's it would not be out of the question for you know a, a secular. Uh, outlet like insider to get pastor and priest confused but maybe maybe they're i don't know i don't know but whatever it is they're reporting it as pastor i guess it's not the most important detail but yeah yeah and here's the thing that i want to know in terms of uh the situation here because you know the the, obviously the uh, you know the obvious thing to do is to kick this guy out and say you will never serve in the catholic church and whatever Mm-hmm. But is there any anything to help people like this or to, you know, point them in the right direction in terms of uh, healing or anything like that? Or is it just like, get out of here, you're done, yeah. you're banned? Well, probably not. The, the problem here is I'm not, I mean, of course, if, look, I'm not here telling Good anybody look. what to, I'm not here trying to tell anybody how to what spend their free saying? time. But what I am saying is. Yeah, he obviously put a lot of energy yeah, into making yes, this night this happen is... and produced a whole thing and paid for the dominatrixes. This was a planned event. And yeah, yeah of course, if you get busted, it's going to be a big deal. This wasn't like, oops, I don't know how right. this happened. I just fell into temptation at a moment's notice. No, well, that, you spent a bunch part. of money. And- and a bunch of time planning this and technology because you obviously wanted to make a video that was probably going to go on the internet and do a whole thing. So, right. You know, so (laughs) the other part of this is, uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, allow this archbishop off the hook either. How are you bringing Uh, allegedly this, allegedly this would be the guy who hired these two consecutive people. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, where's the discernment right. of hiring people into your church if yeah. they're like, within a year, they're like, hey, I got an idea. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I yeah. mean, it's well, just, uh, of course, I, I'm not the Catholic the Church is not necessarily famous for their good judgment in, uh, <laughs> especially this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty disturbing. And, uh, yeah, you know, you, the church you and I met at Basel, there was uh, a lot of drama before we ch- we ever showed up to the church. I don't oh, know if I you ever know knew, that. but uh, there was uh, a big drama with uh, homosexual acts in uh, oh. certain parts of the church, and it's the reason why every office in that church, Basel, had windows. Oh, that it is was, very interesting. It was a construction decision after the event oh, took place. Oh, that makes sense. I always thought there was a lot of windows <laughs> in that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, again, it's, it's you know, it, it really made it hard for me to take naps on the job. <laughs> Should I tell people where you took naps? I remember you took a nap. I, t- uh, I took many naps. I think you've mentioned publicly you were in a, a tech the closet. The closet one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had a very scary... Uh, um, 
sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis incident in that closet. I know and during I never, the service. And I never took a nap in that closet again. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> I, I know. It. It happened to be right under the, the pews too. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was pews. spooky. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Thought I would, yeah. uh, well, bring in the creepies. That is definitely creepy. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know this archbishop, I have no interest in defending anybody involved in this, but, uh, he certainly made a, a political decision to take out the altar and burn it because right. and, certainly and nobody the in the congregation could ever look at that altar the same way ever again. I, yeah, I understand <laughs> for sure. That's true. Especially now that it's gone public, but mm-hmm. also it, it still feels like to me, and this is just my opinion, just to uh-huh. be very clear that, uh, a lot of that was kind of staging to make it seem like he's totally, I had no idea. I'm totally innocent mm. in this, but you know, anybody looking yeah. from afar is like, dude, why are you hire- hiring people like this over and over and, again? It seems to yeah, be a pattern. I mean, and you really don't know again, putting on the tinfoil hat with the track record of the Catholic church. Yeah. Who knows? He could have known, could have known about it. And yeah. just when <laughs> they got maybe. caught, Maybe he ordered for the whole thing to be made and then it, he you got caught. Know. So now he's got to throw his uh, poor pastor there under the bus. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to unnecessarily burn any of uh, any, or I guess burn is not the right word in this context, but unnecessarily, you know, uh, chastise any Catholics. We do have Catholics who do listen to the show, but uh and through all this disclaimers, I forgot what I was going to say. I got so <laughs> you got wrapped lost up. In the disclaimers. I got so lost in That's trying to. That's how they to, get you. Yeah. You were going to say something about you don't want to burn, but you didn't want to use burn because it wasn't the right uh, context. It was just, yeah. Oh, I was just going to mention that the Catholic Church uh, has many business interests. And who knows? Maybe uh, online content creation is one of them. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that's it's one of those creepy stories, but not as creepy, well, maybe just as creepy as this next and final story here. Demonic okay. power! This is... <laughs> short and sweet. Sorry, short and sweet. This is dailypost.co.uk. A lot of UK news today. Mm-hmm. Doll, possessed by demons, cried real tears after paranormal investigation at North Wales Bar. And it says here, a haunted doll believed to be possessed by demons started crying freshwater tears at a ghost hunt in a Wrexham bar. Paranormal investigator Matt Tillett, who carried out an inspection at a hideout bar on Town Hill this week, said he couldn't explain the phenomenon that has recently been happening to the doll regularly. The creepy toy named Annie is claimed to have been possessed by a malevolent being, which Matt hmm. says helps bring forward spirits and active uh, activity on investigations. At his most recent investigation at Hideout, he claims to have heard a ghost screaming, the sound of children running around, and made communications with a 170-year-old cobbler. But Matt's <laughs> okay. Is, is the cobbler Spooky like a shoemaker? <laughs> But Matt said he does not understand what caused Annie to become upset during the ghost hunt. The doll that lives in a box and is fitted with paranormal equipment in the hope of providing, uh, of proving there is life after death, is now left with stains down the paintwork on her face as a result of her regular tears. 
Quote, recently, Annie has started crying for no reason. She has real tears, Matt said. Poor Annie. I've, I've had her for over a year now, and it's the first time she ha- she's had real tears. I can't explain it. It's been happening since I've put her in a new enclosure. Well, maybe she doesn't like the new enclosure. Have you thought about that, buddy? <laughs> uh, I've sent it to demonologists, and they've suggested it could be one of the demons crying because they're trapped in a box and they can't get out. I'm not sure why a demon why would it if a demon's gonna possess anything, why a doll? Yeah. Why not well, something that can like, you know, move? <laughs> well, that's not that might not be up to the demon, you know. Oh, if you look at the biblical angle on uh images that are possessed and stuff like that, they they invoked the gods uh into true. certain images. So, mm, you know. Yeah, true that. Yeah. Well, I think it's very convenient that during this spooky time, this bar <laughs> story just happens out. to have a display doll that happens well, to be haunted. that's the other part of this, okay? <laughs> what in the world is this ghost? I mean, it, it, I, I, the, I used to watch the paranormal investigator shows and whatnot. And by the way, the doll is very creepy. It is uh, one of the creepiest uh, looking spooky dolls ever. <laughs> I would say it's an intentionally creepy doll. I mean, she just looks like a goth doll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I remember uh, a few years ago, I used to watch some of these ghost hunting shows and it got pretty redundant. You know, it's like the same type of thing over and over right, again. It's like, right. oh, hey, you know, I heard a voice on the box. and Yeah, they're basically uh, a procedural right, drama. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, but how, is, has it gotten so gimmicky that they're like, oh, I'm going to bring my, my possessed doll to all these investigations to find out what my demon ghost thinks of the haunted that, house. Did they say that a 170 year old cobbler has uh, possessed the doll? Is that what I heard you say? Um, let me read that one more time. No, they just made communication with 170. Oh, cobbler. there's more ghosts in yeah, the there are bar. Lots of ghosts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Spooky bar. I get Spooky it. Bar. Uh, and the whole tear thing, uh, reminded me of a story. I, I, this is one of those older stories that we would never mention on Canary cry news talk because it's from like 2012 or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but, oh gosh, giant climate change promise thing from the guardian.com. Good. Uh, this is, uh, the guardian.com from November, 2012, seven, eight, eight years ago. And the story, it says article is more than seven years old. Jesus wept. Oh, it's bad plumbing. Indian rationalist targets miracles. Yeah. And, and I won't read the story. Do you remember this story? We, yeah, we mentioned, we read the story, right? It's the one about the statue of Jesus or Mary or someone, and they were crying. And people were coming from all over the world to get cried on by this statue. I think people were trying to drink it. Yeah. And they were getting sick because... They found out that it was, it was wastewater. It was wastewater dripping from plumbing from upstairs. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh no. So, uh, yeah. How do they know it's real tears? Did somebody taste it? Uh, I, is there a, a, a chemical analysis for human tears? I, I don't know, but I don't know. But I, I will say one thing: the difference here with the statue tearing up is the statue is stationary. It's you know it's set in one place. So uh, if it starts crying, yeah, it could be like a leak in the, in the old pipe there. Uh, the yeah. demon, the demon doll crying, um, 
a little different situation, you know, and maybe, I don't know, perspiration. How did they do it? <laughs> or, uh, I don't know. I can't think of a, uh, maybe the box makes it warm. <laughs> okay. you know, sweat the doll. Who knows? Throw it on, throw it in the fire with the altar. Just here's, get it over with. Here's, here's what I think. Demonic power. That's what That's I think. right. That's right. Um, so we're coming towards the end of the show. Were you going to mention that Nephilim thing or do we want to talk about it at all? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. You know, it wasn't as intense as it was first presented so, to us. Let me pull it up on Twitter real quick and let's okay. just talk about it because p- other people might see it. And did you looked into it a little bit? I didn't have a chance to really dig in, but oh, well, yeah. okay. Let's mention it and then we can dig into it for next time. Just for a Nephilim update. Okay. Let's, uh, all right. Well, on the fly Nephilim update here. Yeah. Look at us go. Uh, if I can find the jingle, that would be really helpful. No, Nephilim yeah. update. No, 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 no. Where is it? Is it? I, I don't, I can't find it. Oh no. It wasn't prepared. It wasn't. You want me to do it live? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything for that. I can't find it, Basil. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. A Shameful generation. Something like that, right? Close enough. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you this picture. Do you have the picture? Do you need it? Yeah, I'll pull it up in a second here. I'm trying to look for it. It basically. It. I'm going to send it to you on Skype if that works for you. Uh, don't do it on Skype because then it'll ruin your video unless you're okay oh, with ruining your video. Oh, where do you want it? You want it in the dock here? Let me throw I'm it. I'm going to go dock. ahead and just find it because it's on my feed. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm close to it. Okay, Ghost. Mr. Gons doesn't need any it. help. From his good buddy Basil. Let's see if I can get it in there before you found it. Haha, <laughs> got it in there. There it is. It? It's on the dock. Okay. Is it? Yeah. I'm still looking for it. It's down at the bottom. Uh, it's a good radio. So yeah, we got a tweet. Um, I do want to give a shout out because we appreciate having this uh, drawn to our attention. At Daggers9 on Twitter daggers with a z9 thank you very much for the uh the tag in this it was very interesting to explore and allegedly this is a list of uh clinton email right uh subject lines right yeah and that's what we're currently trying to confirm uh, yeah, but so, init- uh, initial uh, initial investigation uh, does not seem accurate. So the the tweet that went out says Hillary mentions the Nephilim and the burial ground of Gilgamesh in an email. That's the claim, and it has a screenshot there. And uh, the, on the it says here, Denetra D. Senegar requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, the location of his body, and the location of the buried Nephilim. Uh, Which dated. would have been just delicious oh, if it, it truly been were an email from fantastic. Hillary. Fantastic. But there's somebody here uh, that said, I went to find them on the website, and those are not part of Hillary's emails collection. Those are FOIA requests by random people. Be careful. This is the kind of blunder the fake news uses to decredibilize us. So, uh, again, I haven't gone to the website to really dig in myself and look for it. Um, but it could be because it's dated. It's uh, yeah, it's dated December thirteenth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, 
So it wouldn't be the Clinton emails, even if it was, I mean, somebody, it's totally possible. Somebody mentioned this in a FOIA request, which obviously the government's not going to be like, Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. The burial chambers of Gilgamesh. Yeah. Here's so all the was, documents. That's not an email subject line or anything. It doesn't that look was, like it. I think it, this is the name of the person. Denetra de Senegar. Yeah. Was requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh and the location of his body and the location of a buried Nephilim. Uh, right. The, the, uh, the claim that this is Hillary emails uh, has almost no accuracy to it. Well, it's possible they went to a website that had the Hillary emails and they started clicking around and then they found yeah. themselves in a, another Not spot. Not to say that this person, this person looks like a big Q person. Um, the person who originally posted it and, you know, they may have stumbled across it. Yes. When they were looking for Hillary emails, maybe. Um, but there's no indication to say that that is what it was. You know, and also something to remember too, uh, even with like a lot of the WikiLeaks stuff that leaked with, uh, you know, cause there, there were, there were highlight emails, right. Where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe John Podesta said that or right. Hillary, you know, uh, uh, invoked this or whatever it was, but there was a lot of stuff where it was just like somebody forwarding something to Hillary or somebody forwarding something to, you know, one of these political sure. guys. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're like a hundred percent for, or, you know, uh, you know, that they're all into whatever was forwarded to them. Um, so it's, you got to just kind of use your discernment a little bit and it's not, again, we haven't done our due diligence on this. So maybe we'll come back on next episode and come up with the full report on uh, what this is and why, some people uh, thought that Hillary mentioned Nephilim and the burial of Gilgamesh. Well, the fun, the delicious part about it is, of course, Hillary would I know, mention. I know, it would be so <laughs> the perfect. Burial mound of would, Gilgamesh and the Nephilim. It would just, yeah, it would be fantastic. But again, it's a little too, little too perfect. You know maybe, I mean? um, maybe it's a good chance to do a little bit of a review for new people or people who need a reminder because. Uh, Savage One says, what the F is Gilgamesh? Isn't that the dude that attacked the Smurfs? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Gilgamesh uh, is uh, the epic of Gilgamesh is one of the oldest stories uh, that is, uh, you know, that have been found uh, yeah. from the Sumerian culture. It, it shadows or it, uh, reflects kind of the Noah's Ark, uh, Noah, Noah's Ark story. Yeah. Um, where, but it's, you know, told from a Sumerian point of view. So it's, it's not the biblical story per se. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And the chat's and, mentioning how it relates to Nimrod. Yeah. And, they've, uh, they've sort of theorized that Gilgamesh is, it was sort of a mythological, uh, narrative of Nimrod, uh, right. who is, uh, I think connected. Yeah, yeah, and Gilgamesh was in the Epic of Gilgamesh. He's one third god, I think. Uh -huh. if I'm not mistaken. I right. might have to look that um, up again. It's, I, I haven't know, it's looked at the Gilgamesh, yeah, Gilgamesh stuff in a while, but I think yeah, he's like one third god, and so he fits the whole uh, biblical narrative of uh, other entities being involved in uh, our human lineage, other Elohim, other Elohim, and. Um, the, the idea of Nephilim, where they came from and, and that whole, 
whole weird side that the church yeah. doesn't like to talk about because and the occultists have had a lot of uh, have put a lot of attention into um, Nim- or Nimrod or Gilgamesh specifically. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of sort of rituals that some famous um, uh, occultists were involved with trying to to reawaken. Yeah, some of and these guys. It's a good thing that guys like Dr. Michael Heiser came around because there were a lot of like ancient astronaut theorists and stuff like that. They attack the Bible and the biblical narrative using stuff like the, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh to say like, Oh, the Noah story was just totally taken from the Epic of Gilgamesh. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a twisting of the, what actually happened, which is Gilgamesh was a hybrid alien, right? Tsukalos with his hair, you know, saying everything's an alien. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that, that whole, sort of narrative but you know uh, i will summarize it with this idea that the days we're living in were very much supposed to reflect the days of the past as jesus stated but as the days of no were so shall also the coming of the son of man be nephilim so update there you go. nephilim update nephilim update <laughs> just thought i'd close that out for you <laughs> is that how you <laughs> that how you uh yeah okay it's, it's always a little re- slower than the actual oh i need to pick it up next time yeah don't, don't <laughs> okay. do it it's okay don't, don't no no to. next time next time next time all right <laughs> okay all right i think we did it did we okay. do it yes we're way past. Okay. i gotta get out of here this is, we this gotta is get out of here we went have a little pregnant wife at home oh shoot we went way longer than we meant yeah. all right folks well thank you for tuning into this episode of canary cry news talk here's the thing remember we'll be back on Wednesday the 14th, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, remember to put it on your calendar. Turn on notifications. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Radio. Don't miss a show. But if you do, remember to subscribe to Canary Cry News Talk on your podcast player. Uh, I want to remind everybody to leave ratings and reviews. And here's the best way to do it. Search Apple Podcasts Canary Cry News Talk on uh, whatever search platform you prefer. That'll bring you straight to our Apple Podcasts page great place to leave ratings and reviews um we got a couple in already this week but i'm gonna need more i'm gonna be reading reviews on friday my favorite time of the week and uh we would really appreciate it if you left ratings and reviews not just for nothing i mean gans and i do read them and it makes us feel good and it's uh you know it's a great little ego boost once in a while but uh more importantly uh, we are out of control. <laughs> the algorithms on iTunes, they suggest podcasts to other people. Whoa. And uh, they have lists of the best podcasts in certain categories. And we have no control over that. That is all algorithms based on ratings and reviews. So you, dear listener, can be an integral part of uh, the, sh- the algorithms sharing the show to people who have never heard it before. Maybe get us back on that two uh, top 200 list we've we've spent a lot of time on the top 200 list but we need to get back there 
Um, and we can only do that if you leave ratings and reviews. So again, Google or DuckDuckGo or Bing or whatever you do, Apple Podcast, Canary Cry, News Talk, leave a rating and a review, please. Thank you very much. And remember, we'll need some more, uh, some producers. We need producers for Wednesday's show. So uh, it was it was a little bit spooky at the beginning of this show. And it's a very short producer list. Luckily, we had some uh, very kind producers come in during the show that saved us. Um, but Hallelujah. if you've been considering becoming a producer of the show, uh, maybe now's your time. Uh, you can head to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Or if you don't like Patreon, you can head to CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. Head to CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. Become a producer of the show. We've got uh, monthly producerships. Or if commitment's not your thing, you can make a one-time producership in any amount. Head on over there. There's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of other fun ways to help out the show. Now, remember, you can also become a producer with your talent. Are you a musician? Do you know your way around some uh, sound editing software? Can you clip the show? Can you make it into a cool trap song like Johnny Trappleseed? Make sure to stick around for uh, the Canary Cry mixtape at the end of the show. And uh, Or are you an artist? Can you uh, create art based on the show? All those are ways that you can become a producer of Canary Cry News Talk. Send those in to canarycryradio at gmail.com. Again, that's canarycryradio at gmail.com. And uh, we will premiere your very talented work on the show on Wednesday's show. So make sure to do that. Thank you to all of today's producers. Um, producer Gilded Gord and Jan, producer Aiden, producer Exodus, producer William and Vicky, producer Brian. Thank you guys so much for uh, helping out the show today. And also to our uh, musicians, Johnny Trappleseed, Andreas, Michael, and to our artists, Yvonne, the famous Allie, Incarnate Unlimited, Mark, and 88. Thank you guys for helping out the show. Um, okay. Lastly, you can help out the show by sharing it, share it on your socials, share it on your Twitter. Let me see it, tag it so I can come give it a like and help boost it for you. Uh, but other than that, you, uh, can help out the show by sharing the show. You've got friends and family who are starting to wake up to the fact that the world is not what it seems and they're starting their own journey on their journey of truth. Or maybe you've got veteran truth seekers. Uh, just share the show, uh, you know, press the little share button, maybe this episode or find another episode that you enjoyed, send it to them. Uh, and we will be happy to be a part of their truth-seeking journey. And if you need any other instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah, everybody. 
All right, one last time, make sure to put it on your calendar. Wednesday, October 14th is the next episode, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Time zones are important, folks. And again, please consider becoming a producer, patreon.com slash ccnt, etc., etc. Let me see. Am I missing anything, Gons? I just want to say that uh, we're still waiting for our listeners to help us uh, take down Olstein. You're going down, Olstein. Mm, that's true. That is so true. He's yep. uh, he's uh, he's he's way ahead of, the, of us. The big bosses, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks again for listening to this Canary Cry News Talk episode. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Bye bye. some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. Light up a huge blunt, a joint. Give everybody magic mushrooms. Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Some, some, I don't know. Okay. shot in the butt. Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, 
I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. (laughs) All right, weird.
son of a bee sting. 